2: Welcome to the Kings of Sport, the program changing the game one show at a time, aka iTunes' longest running weekly episodic sports program produced and hosted by two or more African Americans who are not affiliated with a major network. We are back, second show in five days, which which might be a modern record uh, for this program, uh, but we are back and, and excited. Uh, to get into the conversation this week a lot of stuff a lot of stuff went down last last three or four days Chris and so um I'm glad to be able to connect with you my brother and also our guest our special guest this week uh but before we get to that I have to formally introduce this brother that that's that's riding shotgun here
1: <laughs>
2: some may know him as the angry intellectual some may know him as mimosa Chris. Some may even know him as Reverend Chris Ely, which is another story for another day. (laughs) And on this day, February 3rd, 2024, I'm sure a lot of people are going to refer to this man as the birthday boy, Chris Ely. But y'all give it up for my partner in crime, the professor, Chris Ely. Can we rock? What's up, Doc?
0: Hey, what's up, Nate? Uh, All I got to say is... um, just listening to the news this week, whether it's world news or wrestling world news, um, just just reading that stuff has me exhausted, man. Um, and I tire out pretty easily these days, but you know, just reading some of this stuff this morning. We've we got issues with Iran at the moment, um, Vince McMahon. That that dude, I don't even know if I want to call him a brother, but that man keeps he stays in the, in the news mm. for every wrong reason you can think of. So, and we got a Super Bowl, man. We got yeah, the Niners man. and we got the Chiefs. I'm definitely looking for that forward to that because, like we say here on the pod, uh, Sundays are for Mahobe. So. Talk to him, Chris. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, Brock Purdy and those San Fran boys, <laughs> they, they, they could go on somewhere. But,
2: Chris turning know. his back on the home state team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, see, that's the thing about uh, California and LA in particular is nobody really has, like, so you, you get, you got your Chargers fans out here, who San Diego fans from back in the day, Raiders fans from Raiders fans from back in the day, Niners fans, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of how the fandom is split up. Um, and I've once Marcus Allen left the Raiders, and once Joe Montana went to St. Louis, I I just. I just never latched on to a football team. So I, I, mm. except for the Broncos with Shannon Sharp and um with uh, when they got Peyton Manning, those kind that was my kind of de facto team. Um, but yeah. Okay, uh, football, okay. so, football is so crazy is a, out here.
2: Chris is a free agent yeah. football fan. So if there's any team out there that's that's trying to get this <laughs> man on the payroll. Tony Khan, the,
1: Jag, the Jags. I the
0: <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that because i like I do ride for the Broncos pretty hard even this season. You know, you and your um, man Russell Wilson yeah,
2: on these streets.
0: Yeah. Oh God, poor guy, man. I don't know what kind of voodoo practices him and Sierra got going on, but they need to. They need to do something, man. You
2: future sitting somewhere with a Russell Wilson voodoo doll, man. That's the only explanation I can. <clears throat> oh ask you no, about.
0: I, look, I was cool with R- Wilson, what he got to uh to uh the Broncos, and then he got to the Broncos, and then <laughs> what, what is what is uh well maybe we shouldn't mention this dude. What does Bruce Pritchard say? Then the bell rung, you know?
2: Yeah, um, man. You know, but see, we're we not gonna dwell on Bruce Pritchard, you know. we – because he, he's somebody who I feel like engages in a lot of propaganda in a negative sense. Right. But there is somebody who has been called a propaganda peddler, <laughs> somebody who mm-hmm. has been called somebody with an agenda. And so, you know, Chris, uh, you know, you, you have a journalism degree. Uh, I, mm-hmm. you know, took some journalism courses uh, before I was unceremoniously booted out of college. Uh, <laughs> so let's bring on. This person, and let's let's speak truth to this brother. Y'all give it up for a man who you know and love, not only from his work over at the Pro Wrestling Torch, not only from his work with W.H. Park on MCU later at Post Wrestling, but especially this time of year, you know this man for being the person out here spreading that Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid gospel. Right. Y'all give it up for the one and only Brother Rich fan.
0: What's
3: up, how Rich? Is, how, how you guys doing on this fight? Listen, I'm just, I, I said I'm a, a persuasive storyteller. Mm. I don't know about this propaganda peddling that Deep palms throwing out there. I just try to <laughs> know <laughs> where it's at, where to get it.
2: Hey, we're right. glad hey. to have you on, Rich. Like, it's funny, because not only is this the second Kings of Sport in less than five days, this is the second time I've talked with Rich Fan mm-hmm. in that window. Uh, so you can head over to Post Wrestling, check out the Echo Season finale review uh, that Rich W H and myself did, uh, and while you're there, head over to Chop Tees and cop some some merch: the MCU shirts, the the Nubian Wrestling Advocate shirts and hoodies, ball caps. Chop Tees got you covered, ladies and gentlemen. So, Rich, I I had a million different places I wanted to start this conversation with you. Uh, obviously we have the Super Bowl thing uh but given the events of the week and last night I think we should start in the Bailey of professional wrestling uh so let's start on a lighter note and go to the heavier stuff uh okay. you know you see you see what I'm wearing Rich you see what I'm wearing today they tried they tried to say we were finished last night rich and 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 you know it's not lost on me that this is the month of uh, February, Black History mm-hmm. Month. And the esteemed African-American poet Maya Angelou Chris once wrote, "Yeah, you can shoot me with your words. You can cut me with your eyes. You can kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air. I rise. And and that's yes. <laughs> that's the feeling I came out of SmackDown last night with Rich Fan, where we have the <laughs> big setup with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns in the ring. And Cody Rhodes just pivots and and, and seeds the stage to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And it looks like <clears throat> I stress the word looks, Rich Fan. It looks like that is our night two WrestleMania main event. What did you make of that segment? What did you make of the reaction? To that segment because Twitter damn near burned down last night, Rich. So, uh, your immediate thoughts on kind of what went down last night, brother?
3: Well, I, I think a couple of things. First, I was asleep because I had to do a, a, a talking mm. presentation at Pitt, my alma mater, and so I was like, "Let me get my mind right, get ready, get bed." I wake up to chaos, like I'm, 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 I'm like my man at the uh, the episode of Community where yes. Troy comes in and the just with the pizza and fires everywhere. Like people,
2: yeah, like, hey, yeah. I got
3: text messages. I got DMs. <laughs> people are like, "This is a tra- Travis Schmockery of wrestling." I'm looking mm-hmm. at Conrad Thompson on Twitter talking about how, how dare this aged non-wrestler talk about stuff. And I'm, I'm like, man, this is a dude who makes his money having people talk about what happened when, and he's talking about he don't want to <laughs> see stuff happening now. Like what happened? And then I watch the video. Right. Yeah, and I see the thug tear that's welling up in Cody's eye.
1: When, <laughs> the when, tattoo when, tear. When,
3: yeah, when 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 Rock walks up to him and he's like, "I got the juice now." It's like, but you're supposed to say, you got
0: the juice now.
3: "He's like, no, no, I got the juice
2: now. Mm. I got it."
3: And Cody just he has to like, like if they had a piano outro version of Kingdom, that's when you play it. <laughs> yeah,
2: like, yeah.
3: You just like dun, 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 dun. And then like the, low, the the smallest pop from like a firework because he mm. really... Uh, I wrote down in my notes because later on I'm going to be talking with Wade, my boss, over on the other side of the street. And it reminded me that people have to learn lessons and history has to teach them. And right. so this is WrestleMania 9.
1: Mm.
3: This is WrestleMania in Toronto. This is now role of hogan is being played by the rock mm. and i know you said nate that you wanted to start us with this the fun and get to the serious but i don't think you right. can extricate what's going on now without talking about the fact that there may be a reckoning mm. in wwe from the executive mm. level right and the rock may be the last man standing he yeah is clean. and if he's gonna mm. and him and gewertz Are going to be like the creative forces with Ari and Nick Khan behind WWE going forward. He runs things. And I think everyone has to kind of be okay with that. And I'm a little annoyed and a little frustrated, to be quite honest. Especially during Black History Month. Mm -hmm. That people are more aghast at this. And more willing to like burn it all down than they were last week with the events Mm. they heard about
0: Oh, wait. I, I haven't gotten that vibe yet. Um, I've, the people oh, I've been gross. talking to are still on the Vince McMahon stuff. So, But no, um,
3: not even removing Vince McMahon. They're talking about, well, I ain't watching no WrestleMania. If this is what you guys doing, you guys can't... Re-. Oh, like,
0: okay. Yeah. yeah we'll we'll, we'll talk about is. that. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll give my thoughts on that um, after you. Sorry about that. Oh, no. I'm, de- I'm good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, um, I want to say I was excited about WrestleMania, and um, I I went from not being excited about WrestleMania mm-hmm. to marginally excited about WrestleMania, to um, then um, when CM Punk was in the mix, very excited about WrestleMania, and now I'm just kind of, I was still like, okay, this WrestleMania is still. Somewhat salvageable. Then after watching SmackDown last night, I watched that shit on replay just because I didn't like the messages I was getting earlier today because people were 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 blowing up my Twitter, um, and I was just like, okay, let me just watch this later. I got I watched my news first. Shout out to Stephanie Rule, uh, the Eleventh Hour. You know, my girl Abby Phillip. All the uh, the uh, news, uh, the news, honeys. Uh, watched them first, and then I watched uh, that SmackDown. Um, and no, 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 that wasn't it, man. It mm. wasn't. A, it wasn't a good episode, first of all, and then it just kind of reminds you how Vince McMahon is still alive in that company. You know, if if they do go this route, Cody Rhodes sounded like the biggest moron yeah. in WWE history. I've been I've been ragging on Jimmy Uso for the last ever since he turned on Roman and it was right. like, oh, I changed my mind. And now I'm back with you. And uh, I, I still like I, I've been calling Jimmy Uso the biggest moron from a character standpoint um, in wrestling. And I think Cody gave him a run for his buddy last night. Um, mm. I, I hope I am wrong. We are wrong. Um, and this is no offense to Dwayne. Um, I I think WWE's audience is such now to where if you pull this crap a few years ago where um, the audience was still rebelling against a lot of bull crap they saw on television like Remember when um, Batista came back? Yeah, and it, at first he got chairs and then every time afterwards he was just getting booed and booed and booed. The Blue Tista stuff, the ripped jeans stuff, um, the the uh, the the tight jeans that he was wearing, the stuff, and it. I think I think they could weather that stuff because I don't think anyone's booing the Rock like that. I, I, I really don't. I think that no. the, the audience is obedient um, and they are going to be cool with Rock and Roman Reigns. And Rock and Roman Reigns is a dream match. I don't want to pretend that it's not. It's the match you've been calling for for like
2: three years, Chris.
0: <laughs> well, it's the match that I knew was going to happen once. If Like I always maintain that if The Rock is going to be at WrestleMania, he's wrestling in the main event. They could have per- mitigated this stuff, though. Why is Cody winning the Royal Rumble um, if this is what you're doing anyway? I don't know if they had to make some kind of audible call since CM Punk got um, injured. But once Cody won the Royal Rumble, you do need to tell that story with him and Roman Reigns. Um, he shouldn't just be relinquishing stuff. It, you know, I know a lot of people have been pointing to WrestleMania 9 where... Uh, Brett Hart with the salt in his eyes um, is with Hulk Hogan. And he's pointing to Yokozuna in the ring. Another Samoan. Um, those brothers, man, they, I don't know what they got on Vince, but you know, they, they, they find their way to the top, man. Shout out to my uh, Samoan brothers and sisters out here. My students, my coworkers, I, I know a lot of uh of Samoans. Um, but yeah, man, it's something, this just feels a lot like old guard is the best way I could describe Mm -hmm. it. It doesn't feel like, um, I was disappointed that I was going to be missing WrestleMania this year because I wanted to originally go and see rich and see everybody in the area. Um, but then I had to get, I, I had to schedule my stem cell treatment for, uh, March 31st and I'll be out there for a week. Now I just, I don't care. I just, I, I, am actually glad I, I can see y'all again another time. You know, I, I don't, I don't need to come out there for, for this crap,
2: you know? Right. And I think Rich brings up a good point. Cause I think you've got two factors that yeah. kind of played into this number one, of course, when you have that punk injury rich i think a lot of plans get overturned or up up you know put into a sense of upheaval. yeah upended yeah but then also when you start to see kind of the shifting sense of power in that company
1: mm-hmm. and we don't
2: know what the next shoe to drop is in terms of getting people out to paint that need to be got out to paint for yeah. the culture that has been kind of fostered uh, over the years in this company And so, yeah, as like obviously y'all know, y'all know who I'm down for, man. Y'all know, you know, we out here representing for Devontae all day, every day. And there's a part of me that just feels like this is going to be something that drags out, Rich. And I don't know, because it's a damn miracle that I think Cody and, you know, to a lesser degree, the, the creative team were able to drag this out a whole nother year. Yeah. I don't know if you get another year. At least not at this level in terms of the investment of the audience. Uh, But then the other thing, Rich, is when you have the rock. Like, I, I'm a guy that did a show for years, and still the show is not canceled. It's still out there in the in the ether. Like mm-hmm. that talked about how this guy became the biggest movie star in the world. Uh, yeah. Black like Adam aside, and so it's like <laughs> if, if you got the rock, you use the
1: rock.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. The Rocky Mayavia show is on the curb in your enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, I have
2: been called the, the, the urban Larry David. That that's what right. I'm yeah, on these yeah. Streets rich fan. Um, <laughs> but but in in terms of the like the way you're seeing things, the, you know, just kind of, and I guess we are like you said, we can't extricate one from the other. Uh, when you look at what went down with Vince McMahon and Steve Willie and Brandon Thurston, and I talked about this a couple of days ago. Uh, You can check that episode out for more in-depth coverage of my thoughts. Wait,
0: can I interject real quick? Um, When y'all talked about it, half the stuff hasn't even dropped yet, man. Uh, With uh, Johnny Ace and...
2: Yeah. And that's the thing about a story like this. Like, there's always (laughs) going to be another shoe to drop. And so, you know, you're kind of covering things in real time with the information on hand. Uh, So just... This week, Rich, I guess we can take a step back to go forward, always forward. Uh, what have been your thoughts about the news that's come out around this, the coverage, like just in general with this story about Vince McMahon and the allegations of uh, Miss Grant?
3: Well, it, it's been, you know, as I said before, when we kind of talked about The Rock a little bit, it's it seems to be pervasive. It's at the top, working mm. its way down. I And no way, you know, despite his – being a victimizer I do not want to belittle John Laurinaitis's alleged victimhood right and his claims if true mean several things to me one it kind of brings in that old boys club kind of mentality mm-hmm. uh and how things like that go sideways and then two It removes from Vince McMahon a level of insulation. I think he may have thought he was afforded by having someone who was a co-conspirator that would just stay quiet. Yeah. John Laurinaitis is willing to say he was victimized and he was put in those positions. He's going to have assuming his lawyer is worth their salt receipts to prove that. And so that's not going to be good for McMahon. And that's going to be very good uh, for those victims getting justice because you dovetail that with the uh, allegations, I think it was the Wall Street Journal No, it was Vice Where yeah, Vince VICE. McMahon was riding You know, this is all the machinations of a man Who thought, you know <laughs> I, I think about uh, going back to like Judge Dredd When Stallone said And <laughs> the law, I
2: am the law yeah. I, yeah, yeah
3: Vince McMahon thought he was the WWE And so yeah. I'm going to write these NDAs Under the auspices of Well, I'm the WWE So I don't need anyone else's permission right? Just,
0: yeah. <laughs>
3: and so this stuff Like I mentioned to Wade like the second I saw what was in the lawsuit about human trafficking and like sex trafficking, I was like, "Oh no, no! This is jail jail stuff. This isn't yeah. just this is
0: this is criminal. It's it's gone yeah, from it civil to now it could it could possibly be criminal." Right,
3: um, and when you look at this stuff that yeah. came back from two thousand two, I'm sorry, twenty twenty two, there are laws that came into place that in the two thousands that dealt with humans being trafficked and how they yeah bringing their, uh, the people who did that to him to justice. Uh, mm-hmm. President Biden just made an addendum to one of those such laws. And right. so because of that, there isn't, say, a statute of limitations that most people in many crimes committed can hide behind.
0: Right. And so it,
3: when when that grand jury took his phone and that raid took all that stuff, this is the tip of the iceberg. And then when you add in Laurinaitis being able to maybe testify yeah. against and then, you know, executive one, executive two, executive three, Ooh. all these people mm-hmm. who had yeah. uh, Janelle on that floor with her. And then now it's like my question would have been if I was there, did you know this woman?
2: Right. Yeah, you we've know also seen reports, Chris, of, and I'll kick it to you, of Miss Grant's uh, legal team saying like, hey, we've been hearing like people that have experienced this are reaching out to us. And so it's yeah. not just one individual against this Goliath. It's right now you got more voices that are being emboldened. So, um, and, and again, Chris, you you are somebody who uh, has worked in law and worked in politics. Mm-hmm. What's been your take? Because we didn't get to hear from you the other day with uh Steve and Brandon. What's been your yeah. take on this story so far?
0: No, nah, this is bad, man. <laughs> this is this ain't good. I would tell you that right now. Um, this, I'm, I'm gonna emphatically say this because people are afraid to say it because they're afraid to be wrong. I'm not afraid of being wrong this is done this this is that you do not come back from this because it's first it was just like so there's a there's a difference between civil and criminal right criminal there's guilt or innocence there you have to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt that's the burden of proof for criminal trials For civil trials, you don't have the burden of proof isn't that big, so I do not see TKO wanting to take this to court and having all the um, skeletons come out of the closet, all the bullshit coming out. Um, There were a lot of people, um, and I'm taking this step by step, uh, Nate. So uh, bear with me for a second. There's um, um, if I if I skip over any of anything that you ask me, but there's um, there's um. So there were a lot of people laughing when uh, Johnny Ace said that he was a victim, uh, John Laurinaitis, um, laughing at that. And I didn't laugh at that. I'm kind of more in Rich's camp with that. Johnny. A- but I will say this, Johnny Ace. Have you guys ever seen the my, one of my favorite Michael J. Fox's move, Fox movies, Casualties of War? That I was came thinking out about
3: that. I was really yeah, yeah. thinking about that. Movie.
0: Yeah, he, he Johnny Ace is a victim, like John Leguizamo's character was a victim in that movie. Um, mm. John Leguizamo's character in Casualties of War, they were wanting to um, rape this um, Vietnamese uh, girl um, because they were mad at. The circumstances of the war and why they were out there in the first place, and they were rationalizing and justifying why it was a good idea to rape this girl. And Michael J. Fox's character and uh, John Leguizamo's character—they're at first they're the only two that are like, "No, we're not doing this." And then John Leguizamo kinda. Reluctantly, you could tell he's not really interested, but he doesn't want to be the person on the outside and, and risk what might happen to him if he says no to these guys about you know assaulting this girl. He was like, Yeah, let's do it now. And John and Michael J. Fox Fox's character stands on the island by himself. So Johnny John, John Leguizamo's character knows what's right and wrong. But he still participates in the act because he's in fear of, you know, possibly losing his rank or even his life or something like that. Um, and that's kind of what Johnny Ace is in this situation. He's not <clears throat> like a victim in the traditional sense, but his whole life has been wrapped up in wrestling for you know, years since the skateboard days, right. When he was coming mm-hmm. out there with Shay Douglas and, you know, going to Japan and coming up with the ACE crusher and all that. And then being an executive an agent in WCW that following him to WWE, he was a powerful man in this company. Um, so that's where, you know, that's where um, he's at. I don't, I don't think it's wrong to kind of cr- crap on what he went through cuz I know it's a, probably a lot. He's probably been burdened by a lot. But at the same time, you know, he, he knew what the hell he was doing when he got in there. And, and and I always teach to my um classes about symptoms of groupthink and groupthink in general. So, groupthink the way it works is you get a cohesive group and when you're in a group, you only think about the good things that can happen and you don't really uh, look at the risks. You don't look at the risks versus the rewards. You just look at the rewards and just kind of go with that. So some of the symptoms of groupthink, um, there's eight symptoms uh, that w- that have been touted by the um, g- late, great Irving Janus. Um, pressure to conformity, self-censorship. Um, I might even pull them up later, but self-censorship uh, mind guards or people rash collective rationalization where you're everybody is just saying, oh, Vince McMahon is right. And you, Vince McMahon has a history of just people kissing his ass forever. So he could think he, he thought he could do no wrong. Um, and then he found himself at the corner of Fuck Around Street. And then uh, that that intersects with and find out Boulevard. so
2: yeah and, and so Rich, you I'm glad that you brought up uh, Brian Gerwitz's name because oh, yeah. when I, when I saw that this morning when I woke up, I was like, that's interesting because that just doesn't happen by accident, right? like that there's some, there's some intentionality. Uh, behind that. So do you see this? And again, none of us know what it what else is going to come out, you know, uh, but we've already seen like there's a reason Brock Lesnar ain't been around for a little minute, minute because mm-hmm. he was, you know, uh, alluded to in that uh, document. And so when when you talk about The Rock, when you talk about Gerwitz, do you see this as a sea change uh, in this company, Rich?
3: Absolutely. I see this is, as, as uh, I think Pro Wrestling Insider alluded, a potential plan B, because if they're going to disinfect from the top down the the stink that's in this organization, people you might like, like like you said, like Chris said in particular, may need to get gone. And if Ooh. that means uh-huh. from an executive level, like, let's say someone like a Triple H and a lot of his folks are gone, that means you're going to need someone to run the ship that knows how to Operate a wrestling company knows how to operate Wrestling storylines and Goertz is Someone who has that experience The Rock is someone that isn't a stupid Man you know when you think about Levesque regardless of what happens Levesque's not On the board the Rock is Ari mm-hmm. Emanuel mm-hmm. is Nick mm-hmm. Khan is And those guys are The ones with the power now and I don't think mm-hmm. People thought of it that way I think There's a lot of misplaced anger that's Where I've, that's where I've been really with all of this right. if This goes down the way I think you shouldn't blame Dwayne for doing the thing that someone in charge needs to do.
1: Right. You want
3: Cody to finish the story. God bless. But that is ill gotten gains. Like you can't say with one hand, we want this to be cleaned up. And with the other, well, if the guy doing it is going to do what pro wrestlers do when they become bookers, this was all removed when the guy who made WWE quote unquote was a absolute horror of a human being right and if you want to say well he could have just had it and he could have waited and you know i saw conrad mention, you know what's already sold out show or he's doing this because he's like had less in famous like i, I just want to for everyone to understand this listening to the three of us right now the rock signed the most lucrative one movie contract for an actor in the history of
2: film mm. Mm -hmm. Red
3: one, he's got paid 50 million US dollars for. He's in Fast 10 part two and they had to pay him financial apologies to bring him back. As he said when he did the interview on MSNBC, he's got the second movies of Moana, Mm -hmm. second movie of Jungle Cruise, third Jumanji, and then still has more calls from Disney who appreciated him jumping on the landmine for them. During yeah. the pandemic and taking less money than he needed to when they did the Furk Jungle Cruise.
0: Right. But, and th- is it isn't aren't they gonna do uh, Rich um a live action Moana too? Yeah Yeah, he's gonna he, be
3: Maui and that and then he has another yeah. one. Yeah, uh he's gonna do the smashing machine with A twenty four. This is not a man that needs fame. No, like, yeah. don't let the failures of the DCEU cloud right. your judgment and say, Oh, well, Black Adam sucks, so he clearly needs yeah. no. Yeah. And oh, you by the way, like
2: I own a football league as well.
3: Yeah, like Nate was just on with us on MCU later. We just talked about it between the writer and the actors strike. Everything got pushed back a year. Mm -hmm. So the only reason this is open is because of the strikes. Yeah, and so for folks to kind of get in their feelings, and again during Black History Month, I get a little, I get a little ornery when folks (laughs) kind of disparage The Rock like this. No one went this hard when Hogan pulled his crap.
0: Right. Yeah. No,
3: No one went this hard. When, when when Steve took his ball and go home, went home because he didn't mm-hmm. want to put over Brock Lesnar. Nobody yeah. buried him. If anything, they praised him. These yeah. are business decisions. CM Punk just said it when he got back. This is a business. This yeah. is show business, not show friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Cody knows this. Cody for Cody all knows better than anyone. Cody right, is yeah. the scion of the man who most of the things we read people complained about what well, Dusty put himself over.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's all right. He
3: boy. He'll learn just like The Rock learned it's from good. Hogan. He's going to learn from this. Mm. Right.
0: And and I, I never liked the... I'm I'm with you on this 100%, Rich, because I didn't like the way uh, the Warner Brothers and the DCEU treated The Rock after Black Adam, because I still maintain Black Adam is not a horrible... I wouldn't even call it a bad movie. You know, if you don't want to go as far as calling it a good movie... It's fine. I, yeah, I thought it was watchable, at least. You know, I thought well, I've Prince. seen...
3: Yeah, your point. That movie was made with Middle Eastern North Africans playing Middle Eastern North Africans, right? Yeah, <laughs> and folks of color being put in spots throughout all of the crew during the time the pandemic was raging.
0: Right. Yeah. Nobody so,
2: talks about that part. Yeah. 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 And 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 the other it. thing, Rich, about that. And again, I feel like a lot of life is about timing. You know, and yeah. you know, you can look at it in in this sense with uh, TKO with the Rock coming in as Mm -hmm. a timing thing, but also when you look back to his time with Warner Brothers, right? Like, he stepped into that DC void in a world that was post uh, Zack Snyder, pre-James Gunn. Right. And it's like, I'm doing DC Super Pets. I'm doing Black Adam. Like, he was all in, and then it just didn't work. But it didn't work, you know, not for lack of rock trying to make it work. So I I just feel like that whole Warner Brothers thing was it was just a bad situation in a company that's had a lot of bad situations. Yeah, yeah, they
0: like threw him Chris under the bus. They threw, just like they did with the director of a uh, Wonder Woman for the second Patty. Wonder Woman. Yeah, Patty Jenkins. Um, they 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 blame they the studio messes up, and then they blame like the talent and the directors and the producers for shit that they should have had. Mm um under wraps, you know. Mm. Um that's a story for another
2: day. Um, but, but did but, you see that flash though, Chris? Did you see that flash though?
0: Yeah, yeah. And that was and even that could have if they got rid of uh, what what's what's my dude? Ezra name? Miller. Ezra Miller, yeah. If they got rid of him, that prop that could have even been salvageable. You know what it's it's just bad decision making, poor um like you know, I, I don't know what kind of um PR people they got working for uh Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, but they need to it that needs to be destroyed from the ground up, just like with WWE. I think with WWE, you gotta get rid of everybody. Any anybody that was associated with Vince has to go. I don't even care if they're innocent or guilty of this shit. I just think they all need to go because they're they're just Bad energy, bad vibes, man. Um, what are the conservatives calling um, Taylor Swift? This they're they psy- <laughs> psyops, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to they have to go. Uh, I'm talking about Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Get him all the way the fuck out of there. Doc Hendricks, he's got to go. Um, they already got rid of. Um, the uh, uh kevin dunn, kevin dunn yeah. Get, yeah get rid of everybody man like just triple h i don't necessarily that,
2: that, that was gonna be my question chris because if, yeah. like, if you're getting rid of everybody would you uh count paul in that mix
0: i you okay so i you I, I think it's a weird thing with paul you count him in that mix and then you don't count him in that mix it's the thing with him is, we used to make fun of. I don't know if I was ever if I ever did this with you, Nate. I probably did, but I don't want to put your name on something that. <laughs> but I used to, I used to religiously make fun of Triple H for being married to Stephanie and being like, "Yo, if this fool ever gets a divorce from Stephanie, he's gonna be, um, you know, booking indie somewhere and all that." I just, and I say all that to just say how that company works. I remember a story. I mean, I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but this was from like circa Oh, Oh, four Oh five, maybe where, um, Stephanie thought, g- thought that Christy Hemi was getting a little too comfortable with the evolution guys. And, um, like a week or two later, she got fired, you know, And that's been the kind of eggshells Triple H has been walking on for um, most of his career, if that story is true. And I I think it is, but, you know, that's speculative at best. Um, But um, so I don't think Triple H was in a position necessarily to like strong arm anybody in that company with Vince Mm -hmm. McMahon and the amount of power that he had. He's the son-in-law, so I think a lot of the times he was just kind of, it was a succession situation, right? He's there to shut the fuck up and do what the boss wants him to do. He did take a, Triple H is the, uh, propi- not proprietor, the, um, the beneficiary, the benefactor of a lot of uh, nepotism a lot of uh, favors and, and, and you're lying. If you're, if you say that that's not true, um, and then both things could be true at the same time. You could be talented on your own merits, a good wrestler on your own merits, good at your job on your own merits, but you could also be the, the benefactor of a lot of nepotism, you know, like having belts all that all this time and getting everything you want and being able to change the book into something for whatever reason you want to do it for. And Triple H was always able to do that. Um and now he's in a corporate position, a position that I, I don't think he was necessarily the ready for. Um mm-hmm. as far as booking WWE, he's decent at that, but just, be, just being ready for a corporate position. Um A lot of times, uh, Rich and Nate, this happens with with us as young people, um, is we think that, oh, if I were doing this or if I were doing that, things would be ran better. And we like, why am I not um, a manager or GM or Mm -hmm. um, the dean of the department or whatever? And a lot of times is you're not ready for that or you're Ready for it, but you still have to be fine tuned and trained.
2: And And when you you get there, you see it's not all exactly what you thought it was.
0: (laughs) Right, exactly, right. Because that's kind of where what I've been in my career is like I get put in these situations that I'm not really comfortable. I've dealt with toxic companies and businesses and political campaigns before. Um, And each situation is completely different from the last situation. There's some similarities that you lessons, you learn that you could take to other situations that you're trying to repair, but it is definitely not like, Oh, I'm just going to come into this situation and magically improve things. Um, So I, I think triple H deserves the benefit of the doubt from that level. I think if triple H is left in power, He's got to be formally trained, yeah. and he's got to learn how HR works. And th- that press conference that he he did the other day, yeah. it was ass. It was trash. It was garbage. I was like, why couldn't they just have Co- Cody Rhodes? Is way better at these media situations than yeah. Triple H and Tony Khan. Shawn Michaels is better than this shit.
1: I was
0: yeah, it's like th- this is not like Triple H w- and this is and this is a um defense mechanism as well cuz I would in my novice days I could have probably I th- I could see myself making the same uh, mistake as Triple H because what you do is you talk ahead of people instead of staying in the moment for that subject and I think Triple H was doing that. But I don't I don't I don't necessarily think Triple H is a monster i don't think he i don't think it there's some like groundswell of need that he's got to be removed mm-hmm. if he gets removed after the investigation i'm not gonna be crying about it um because i i don't i don't think he's like i don't think everything he's done is a home run i think he's better than vince mcmahon but that's that's a low fucking that's bar, a, right I mean, the bars <laughs> like, in hell yeah yeah so it's like i think if, if they replace Triple H with Shawn Michaels or um, anybody else, they they do that job just the same um, and just have them be the corporate. But, but yeah, a lot of these people are in positions that they're not necessarily ready for. And I think Triple H is probably the greenest status position. He will learn and grow from this if he's allowed to stay on. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the, the Doc Hendrixes of the world and um, uh, what's Bruce, Bruce Richard. Richard? Yeah, those motherfuckers, they, they, they there's there's no there's not a place for you here, man. Just just go away. I yeah. i i didn't even like Conrad. I i i met Conrad, he's a nice guy. Um, listen,
3: Chris, <laughs> I don't mean to cut you off. I've been, Cut me off,
0: please. I've, I've been
3: awake <laughs> since like 5 a.m. because I was really excited about doing this talk. It's now four o'clock in the afternoon and he's still tweeting about this.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow.
3: Like, yeah. Like I was up and he was the first tweet I saw about this. It's yeah. Four in the afternoon. I got Twitter up in the background for notes from my show with Wade. And it's like, he's still, he's like, just so you guys know, this is the board 11 months ago. Compare it today. And it's like, okay. So the board 11 months ago was Vince, Stephanie, Nick, Conn, Levesque. Coonan McKenna, payman, Barrios, Wilson. Now it's Nick Khan. Yeah, that mm-hmm. just, that like, like we're talking, what you're talking about right now. Like, that's what I don't get why Conrad's so upset about it. And to your point, Nate, if he, if LeVec is as smart a man as I think he is, he needs to go because mm-hmm. he was smart enough to make himself, uh, plausible deniability with regards mm-hmm. to the behaviors of his father-in-law and someone who is not willing to ask a hard question at that level needs to go yeah
0: yeah i, I agree in my
3: old job like mm-hmm. to the professor's point i oversight one of the things i talked about a few hours ago i was i oversaw fraternity and sorority life in the first month in my job we had to shut everything down due to hazing allegations yeah mm-hmm. and Like, not just shut, like, every chapter. Like, people, parents were calling. Trustees were pissed off. And we hired people. We did a top-to-bottom evaluation. And you know what we didn't do, guys? We didn't say we're moving forward. Like, here is everything that happened behind us. Yep. Yeah. Here is why we got to fix this. And here is what you all, as students, told us you want us to fix. Yeah. Yeah. and, and I'm so glad, Chris. I'm so freaking glad you mentioned Shawn Michaels because that man had to relive all of his prior sins in a way mm-hmm. that Levesque didn't have to.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And he had to
3: He was like, <laughs> guys, like I, and, and he's the one that needs the exec training more than LeVec because I think Levesque's passed it. Like yeah. that showed to me he, well, he should have picked that up on his own by now. Right. Yeah. yeah Shawn yeah. Michaels hasn't been in this role for that long. And he's like, you know what? The one mistake he made was like, y'all were pretty tough on me. He's like, don't don't say that. Like just let it go. Acknowledge mm-hmm. it. That's something you say off mic afterward to them. Like, right, it's the right. She's yeah, not like yeah. Hey, I thought it was like I'm hoping we can move uh,
0: forward. Uh, like, go ahead, Chris. oh go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I about was that. just
3: gonna say he was like I'm hoping we can move forward. Like with the next pl, It's like no, don't say that either. Nope. Yeah, like questions that- are the questions.
0: I I agree. I he did do that. He had some mistakes here and there. It wasn't perfect, but it wasn't, but
3: but it wasn't a mistake. He did it. he made a mistake going forward. You know? Right, he yeah. He made a mistake trying to be open like, yeah. okay, anything I ever did with somebody was consensual and I did some bad stuff. I'm yeah. up to it. Everybody knows about it. Brutus Beefcake has been a habitual liar.
0: And a and habitual just- bitch. Sorry. I I I've no I've never yeah. I've had bad experiences with with Beefcake, so I Damn. had to get that out there. Listen,
3: I was gonna say, I'm bald. I got bad experiences with barbers. So please, 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 we got it. <laughs> so like, oh uh, my
2: god. A couple oh. things because because I do want to be uh uh conscious and, and uh, appreciative of Rich's time. I know he's got a show in about 30 minutes. Uh so I would say, you know, we can kind of go around the horn. Last thoughts on this, and then Chris, if you want to pick it back up later on in the show, we can come back to it. Uh, But the two things I would say about this, uh, actually three things. A, as you said, Rich, top to bottom accountability is what is needed in situations like this. Um, And hopefully this is what can happen because it's not just about this incident or these allegations. It's about creating a safe work environment for all of your employees. Uh, So that's the first thing. The second thing I would say is I know reading and and hearing about this over the past week might have dug up a lot of things for people that have been abused. Uh, You know, I've made no secret rich. I talked about it with Steve. Like I am somebody that's had uh, to go through that in my life. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so like, if you, whatever you're feeling, like it's okay. Feel the feelings. Like there are people that can help people that want to listen. Uh, Rain is a good resource. Uh, You know, there's, there's several places online uh, in terms of therapy that you can connect to. Like if, even if you don't want to go to an office, like I did therapy for about nine months, Rich, and half of that time was in an office. The other half was Skype, you know? So however it works for you, make it work for you. Um, because you know, mental health is something that gets talked about a lot, Rich, but I don't think people really talk about it until something bad has happened.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so, you know, you gotta, as, as, uh, Marshawn Lynch said, protect your chickens and your mentals. Uh, and then the third thing I will say is, um, uh, I want to give a tip of the cap, Rich, to a lot of our sisters in this space over the past week for some of the work that they've been doing covering this. Because I know it's not been easy, uh, not only because of the subject matter, but also because of a lot of idiots online. And they'll, they'll go harder at a Kate from Montreal or a Chrissy Love or a Karen Peterson than they will at a John Pollock. Mm -hmm. and 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 i don't know why that is rich like what what could be the common denominator between those three uh contributors that makes them different from john and i you know i love me some john Mm -hmm. paul but seeing the reaction to that it it it's just kind of like come on man like what what are we doing like you out here on these streets defending defending somebody like Vince McMahon, defending Triple H for the way he answered them questions at that press conference, man. It's like, come on. Right. Um, and so I, I just want to say... Y chromosome
3: is Y chromosome
2: in nature. Yes, that's it is. Right, yeah. And so and then, real quick, Chris, I just want to say, like, uh, we, we hear you, we see you, and we got your back for everybody that's out there. Like... And, and I've never talked to her about this 100%, Chris, but I know you remember back in the day, we used to have Sierra Reed come on our show all the time. Right. Uh, and it was like the running joke that she was the bane of my podcast existence. But Sierra Reed knew her stuff, was on top of everything, and then right. just decided not to continue doing it. And I, I, like, again, she's never told me this personally, but I believe part of that had to do with the reaction from some quadrants of the audience. Yeah. And so it's like, there's a lot of idiots out there. And so, uh, you know, I'm sending solidarity and, 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 uh, positive vibes, uh, to our sisters in this space, man. Cause as bad as we get it as black men, like they, they, they getting it too, man. Especially when you talk about yeah. Chrissy Love, Steffi hypes, uh, like our sisters out here, man, uh, we, we appreciate y'all.
0: Yeah, that's, um, a, and the thing with what happens with women, when they work in sports, even if it's a fake sport, um, they will. What, what do you uh, mean, Chris? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> they, I know they don't like the F word. Uh, my bad. <laughs> sorry about that. But they. Uh, but even in a, like, what happens with women is if you have an opinion, you're not a. You're not allowed to have a sports opinion, right? Because mm-hmm. that these these men will come at you like, "What do you know?" And what and this and that. Um. The Vince McMahon stuff is a different level because. I understand, like, if it was all just he he said, she said, I understand you're kind of processing things. I get it. This guy had text messages come out. Mm-hmm. Johnny Ace is pretty much admitted to everything now. Like, there's nothing you can do to defend this shit. Johnny Ace came out and said, I'm a victim. Johnny Ace didn't come out and say, this woman is lying. Johnny Ace came out and said, I'm a victim too. That this dude has pretty much had his hand, his thumb under. I've been under the guy's thumb for the longest time. I'm a victim as well. He's trying to claim victimhood, you know, like the, we, what we can't do as a society is start denying things. We see right in front of our own eyes, We just can't do that. That is anti-intellectualism at its worst is when you see proof of something um, and you just pretend that it didn't happen. That's not what we, that's not how we as a society should ever, ever, ever function. We don't, we can talk about what Vince's punishment should be, what should happen as a result of all this stuff. But don't just outright deny the crap that's coming out, you know? Because I promise you those text messages aren't doctored. Because if they were, it's real easy to figure it out when something is doctored in like 10 seconds, man. We I've worked I work for a company where we're easily able to do that it doesn't it doesn't take long at all even with how sophisticated ai and stuff is these days Mm -hmm. when something is bullshit it will uh, it'll come out and you know people that work in um in um silicon valley and stuff they figured out ways to 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 decipher all this so let's let's stop that part of it you know and like Nate was saying, um, we got to support um, the sisters in this space. This doesn't mean you have to agree with all of us. You don't have to agree with me all the time. You don't have to agree with Rich um, or Nate. You don't have to agree with us. But what we what you can't do and have any kind of credibility is just deny facts. You know, what's th- This you can argue with our opinion. Our opinion is one thing. You know, I personally think Vince McMahon and his whole regime should be scorched earth. That's my opinion. Vince and these text messages are not, they're not quite a fact yet, but they're there. And once it goes through litigation and whatever happens, then they they will become fact because it'll be arbitrated by a court. All right so let's keep this in perspective right um we 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 get like one of my jobs working for post um and even just being colleagues of uh rich and nate is just not to um we could speculate and stuff but we're not going to report stuff that's like we don't know for truth yet mm-hmm as fact. I didn't, I don't know if Bruce Pritchard did anything. Mm -hmm. I just think his ass needs to go. Same with Doc Hendricks, same with all the sycophants that have been working with, if the, if the Stooges were still in WWE, they need to go too. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I just, I would clean house completely. Um, and I've worked in situations where this has had to happen. So,
2: you know, any uh final thoughts on this, Rich, before we uh we we get to your chief's propaganda, brother?
3: Uh the only thing I would add is what Chris was saying with Laurenitis. The big thing for me is when you read what his lawyer <clears throat> sent to Vice. I'm gonna and I'm gonna triple underscore this when I when I talk with Wade and I'm gonna quintuple it right now with you guys. Is one word that you need to pay attention to when he put the accusations down from Miss Grant. Misguided. Yeah, not false,
1: mm-hmm. not yeah. inaccurate,
3: <laughs> yeah, misguided because he was a victim too. That is commission and allowance of not, com- uh, that is, uh, uh, what, it, what it? Um, my brain stopped working. Forgive me, guys. All right, Lord, that's complete agreeance with what she's saying. It being, yeah. true, like the actions happen, but maybe the motivations in my end were because of being a, a, a victim of. Abuse in my own way. Mm-hmm. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a week in. You couple that with the fact that the NDAs might not be valid and yep. there's a hurricane coming. And uh, I, I just would want to point out that when this happened with Diddy, the reason you want to implicate someone that's ahead of an organization is because insurance companies are usually the people that oversee these corporations and insurance companies will take over the case in the best interests of the company. Mm-hmm. And You know, in the case of Diddy, the settlements and all that came out because they were like, you don't work here anymore. Same thing with Vince. Once this stuff comes out, you don't work here anymore. You're right.
0: Yeah. And it's it's like these settlements happen because you don't they happen for a lot of reasons. Settlements aren't necessarily guilt. But in a situation like like one of the things that was taught to me when I was doing taking my pre-law classes is why would she lie, or why would he lie, is not um, a really good um, argument to to make to someone um, when you're trying to defend somebody. So they they what they do is they teach you how to like get blasts through that. But the stuff I I, can't, I hate to be that guy, but the stuff that's coming out against Vince. Why would she lie? You know, this is not mm-hmm. this is not stuff that any right. human being would ever want to admit that ever happened to them. The same thing with Diddy and his situation with Cassie. These are these are very specific hardcore allegations. This doesn't mean you don't deserve your day in court, but once it's out, it's like it's it's really hard to just you know not not believe that, you know. Um and, and this is just from an optic standpoint, not saying anybody's guilty of anything yet, but yeah, yeah. This this shit is, is 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 all messed up, and I look forward to listening to um Rich and Wade um when they uh dissect this and talk about it. When is the episode gonna be out?
3: We're gonna be recording as soon as we're done here. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: this this man, Rich, said he he, he got to get the news out to the people. So we we again we got to be mindful of Rich's time. So, no. <sighs> Rich fan, you know everything uh, goes in full circle, man. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. The game that that kicked off a dark timeline in, in in our world has returned, Rich, maybe to restore the world. Maybe that's that's what we need, this matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Rich, fan, this matchup where we see Patrick Mahomes, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, versus Brock Purdy, who, if you listen to some people, is either the worst quarterback of all time who's being dragged to a championship by his team, or he's Tom Brady reincarnated, even, even though Tom Brady isn't dead yet, Rich. So as a Kansas City Chiefs, uh, I'm not even going to call you a propaganda man. I'm going to call you a a, a Chiefs advocate in in this sense. As a a Chiefs advocate, uh, what are your thoughts going into this game, man? Like the big thing heading into this playoff run was what are the Chiefs going to do now that they don't have home field advantage? Now that they don't have, as Nick Wright says, the Arrowhead Invitational. Uh, So they go on the road and beat Buffalo and then beat the MVP oh, other way around brother you gotta start with miami oh, yeah, it's yeah, getting yeah. warmer every step of the trip yes yes so they beat the miami dolphins then they head to buffalo and and this is josh allen's year rich this is josh allen's year he's just as good as Mahomes. and then they beat josh allen and then you go to the presumptive mvp up in b more lamar jackson and then we got love for lamar jackson i that was I was torn in that game, Rich, because it was like either one, either one that won the game, I was gonna be happy that we'd have a, a brother representing us in the Super Bowl, in, you know, in, in Black History Month. Uh, but they beat the uh the Baltimore Ravens, Rich. And now once again, they are matched up against Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. What are your thoughts on this playoff run? And how confident are you in, in your Chiefs to be able to add another trophy uh, to the collection?
3: Listen, I'm, I was like Wesley Snipes with the gun in the air, with the tear in my face, with with Lamar.
2: Hmm.
3: Like, what had to happen had to happen, but I still love you.
2: In, in the words I of am, Tony Hawk, at, at least you thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> at, least at least you least thought about
3: it. it. <laughs> like, I appreciate the hesitation, though. Like, that, that's all it is. And and I think with the Chiefs and the Niners, well, first of all, you know, I need January sixth superhero uh, Nick Bosa to kind of <laughs> catch the L anyway.
2: Uh, but. I, I look at the team. Hold on, they, Rich. They, hold on, real quick. You know what's yeah. crazy? Because I always forget which Bosa brother is the one that's uh, like, if not racist, at least in that race in adjacent. That oh, it's racist. racist. Yeah. yeah, and I, I'm like, is it Nick or is it Joe? And then Nick always says something like every once every six months. I'm like, it is Nick.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's the one who's kind of like you people. What do you mean, you people? It's like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. I
2: mean. Uh, like I How remember when Black Panther came out, and he's like, "You guys are just overhyping it because it's a a black movie." And I'm like, yeah, that seems a little suspicious,
0: right? It was like I mean, Rush, Rush Limbaugh when he said that <laughs> stuff back in the day. Listen, I got, I got
3: one right off the bat, and this is from the NFL like website where the NFL would never want to talk about stuff. Um, you know, they asked him when he was about to get drafted. It's like you said, some pretty heinous stuff online. It's like, well, why don't you see who I am? Like, you know, most of his critical posts were at <laughs> Beyonce, Jay Z, Kaepernick. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, like you know, a lot I learned a lot. And then when you get picked number two overall, and the first person to congratulate you is Donald Trump, yeah, jigs up,
2: mm-hmm. buddy.
0: Jigs yeah, for jigs real,
2: man.
3: <laughs> and so. I think they're in a good spot. I think the Niners defense is very static with their zone drops, which leans into a lot of what Casey does. Cause they move their receivers around and then they play mm-hmm. based off those zones. I think the defense is one of the best, like Nick Wright pointed out in the 20 uh, what is it? 26 games they've played now. Uh, maybe it's 23 games. They've only allowed, you know, 24 points or less, which has never happened other than the O2 bucks. And then if you go to 17 points, Every other team that's done this has won the Super Bowl. Uh, unlike the second, the first time around where they tried to repeat, you don't have to deal with uh, losing uh, a two-thirds or two-fifths of your line during uh, AFC Championship game. Yep. So that is very encouraging for me, as much as uh, my man Deepalm likes to remind me that Mike Rimmers was the left tackle that got that work in the uh, Super Bowl with the Broncos, and then he got that work Against the Buccaneers. I'm 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 confident. I think Patrick Levon Mahomes is is a is a is a nuke sent back in time mm. to, to save America. He's like the Terminator <laughs> in Terminator two. Yeah. Where like in the first time around, he was like the, the death and destruction second time around. He's got the thumb as he's going. Like when he retires, he's just gonna have his thumb <laughs> up as he gets gets dropped in bronze and inserted in front of the stadium. He's the first living statue in the history of football.
2: So I, here's that I've, been, I've been thinking about all week, Rich, and, and you that? let me know, uh, you know, uh, as somebody who is an advocate for this Kansas City Chiefs team, would I be crazy if I said going into the Super Bowl that the most important player on that roster is not the, the, the young goat? Patrick Mahomes is not Travis Kelsey is not even Isaiah Pacheco. In my opinion, the most important player or maybe most impactful player, uh, if the Chiefs are going to win, might need to be Chris Jones.
3: Oh, that goes with, yeah. Chris Jones, uh, I saw an article come out um, this two weeks ago that talked about the fact that if you look at Chris Jones' stats from the first to third quarters in most games, he's non existent, but in the fourth quarter, he is a monster. His mm-hmm. whole job and his job since they've had Spagnolo has been to set everybody up for success. And then in the fourth quarter, they figure out who is going to be the fish. Uh, now, for those of you who don't know, like that's a sports term. Like, who's the guy who's gonna get got? Mm-hmm. So most of the game, Chris will be put at like one technique, three technique, five technique, which means outside the center, outside a guard, inside eye of a tackle. Once they figure out the weak link in the fourth quarter, Chris is gonna unleash hell, hell on that person and just not speed rush. He's gonna walk that human being back because he's six six three fifteen, right? And he is strong. And so we know the left tackle. For the 49ers, Trent Williams was built in a lab to play football at left tackle. He is a cyborg. <laughs> but the other four jokers, one yep. of them is more jokerific than the others. And by the fourth quarter, they're going to find it and they're going to hurt him. And I think my hope is that by the fourth quarter, it isn't close. And they just are now in a position where you're you're pass blocking. Because the other thing is, much like the last time they played the 49ers, as Beaumont Jones joked, they have a quarterback in San Francisco who tends to throw picks because he's closing
2: his eyes. Mm. <laughs> so let's let's talk about this this quarterback real quick. Uh because the the title of this episode not only alludes to one of the starting Super Bowl quarterbacks, but it's a bit of a birthday gift to Chris because Martin is one of his favorite shows of all time. Uh so let's talk about Brock Purdy. Purdy Ricky, what they call him.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Because my thing, and I said it last uh, episode with Steve, Rich, I think Brock Purdy is a good quarterback, man. Like, I think if you watch what he does, like, he's got talent. And yeah. I, I'm, like, I always am somebody who is, like, want to root for the underdog, Rich. But I feel like the media, at least parts of the media, are making me dislike this underdog because of the hype. You know, like, I feel like Brock Purdy – is a valuable part of his team, but he's yeah. not, as Cam Newton said, like he ain't even in the top five, maybe not even in the top 10 of people that are going to be responsible for their success. When you look at Debo and Ayuk and Fred Warner and uh uh your boy, Nick with three K's Bosa out here on East. <laughs> so <it's> rich, rich <laughs> fan. Uh, Like, I think that like Patty and Patty and them boys, they, they, they play in the, the, The If not the actual Avengers, they're playing at least the West Coast Avengers with the way this team is built up, Rich. Um, Mm -hmm. So what do you think about Brock Purdy? Because I think he's a good quarterback, man. Mm -hmm. He's not in my top five in the league, which is a place where I think a lot of people tried to kind of shoehorn him into this year.
3: I think he's very good. I think even when, you know, the owner mentioned he was, you know, his first game he played at the tail end after uh, uh, there was an injury, I believe. That was the year uh, two years ago when they lost the AFC championship during regular season. The, the Chiefs played the, the 49ers and uh, no, actually it was last year. And he came out toward the end because Jimmy G got hurt. He mm. was all right. Like at the end, he threw a pick in the end zone. And it was mainly because he was getting pressure from surprise, surprise, Chris Jones. And that was his first foray into playing football. He's fine. I think, as you said, they're turning him into Irish Terry Conklin. That's yeah,
2: what
1: doing. yes, yeah. That's what yeah. they're doing. and uh, they yes. want
3: Irish to do, and, and that's fine because you look like you said, you got on paper, as as Deepom said on my show, 49ers are the most talented team on offense. You got Ayuk, Debo, uh 15, who, who I can't remember right now, uh Master of the zero Miero in terms of Kittle. Yes, Trent Williams. We ain't even talked about McCaffrey. I was going to say, the fact, I I love the fact that McCaffrey comes from a family of real ones. If you all get a chance, Google McCaffrey's mom on, I think it was uh, the late show. Because I'm going to clean it up. But uh, she was talking about when his son, when, when, when Christian was playing in high school. One of the coaches looked at him, his own coach, and yelled at him. And, and I'm going to change the word But he's like you, you're you playing like a, a pansy
2: mm. They use the
3: kitty cat word His mom looks at him and, he's like, and she looks at the host And she's like I didn't know they knew Ed like that
1: <laughs>
3: And I almost fell out of my chair Because <laughs> the host I like, couldn't even hear the rest of the story Because he was just like Wait, Did she just
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then she smiles and she's like yeah and then and then christian looks at the coach and he's like i'm 14 years old so this dude was playing as a freshman mm. getting work and people got the audacity to try to yeah so i christian mccaffrey he is a beast i love that dude and then every, every they got three other uh elijah and uh someone else back there there's like they're, they're three running back strong and then of course if anyone knows me uh, one of the things I really enjoyed doing was uh, if if you guys ever saw uh, any of my interviews with uh, he just the, the uh, he just it just fell out of my my head right now the cowboy that wrestles in GCW Manders Steve Manders
2: yeah yeah okay
3: Steve Manders played fullback at Iowa I did an interview and I proved it was possible just like the Bechtel test to have an interview with a person who played at Iowa without bringing up George Kittle yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he greatly appreciated that. And I also love fullbacks. So the first thing I asked him was, what's your favorite run play? Not getting the ball, because all fullbacks are not going to talk about getting the ball. But Kyle Juszczyk, that dude mm, can do everything. Yeah, That dude is a new, like I was scared to death the first Super Bowl that Juszczyk was going to catch another pass and run it in, just run over eight dudes. And so I'm looking forward to it. I think even with the Avengers, you still need Nick Fury. And I'm, that's, that's what I see Purdy as. He's Nick Fury.
0: Mm. You call him the okay. shots, okay?
3: OG Nick Fury, which makes Nick Bosa even happier. Yes, like
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh So let's let's go around the horn, get our predictions. Uh, we already know where Chris's loyalties lie. He's he's he's, he's, he's SoCal, not NoCal, but a professor. <laughs> uh, Chiefs 49ers, who you got, and is it going to be close? I.
0: I don't think it'll be close. I th- I think the Chiefs will win by um probably about two or three touchdowns. Okay. Um, I think I don't know how ready for the bright lights that Purdy is.
2: Um, yeah, the Super Bowl is different, different. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's 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 so easy. Like I think like uh, Mahomes is a real deal, man. And I, I I think the media and people need to um need to respect respect that. So I think. Um, uh, you know, not because I'm voting for Biden in 2024. I
2: mean, 20- I did full disclosure. <laughs> yeah. I'm pulling back the curtain for the audience. Chris was swag surfing when we started this episode, a dance uh invented and popularized by Taylor Swift. So, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You're part of the liberal deep state, Chris.
0: Oh, yeah, I am. I'm part of the psyop, I'm part of the deep state, <laughs> all that stuff, but uh. All that with with notwithstanding, I I do think that this is a good year for um, Mahomes, and they I, I just <clears throat> again it's one of those situations where I just need to see him lose, um, and I'm not talking about the losses in the Super Bowl he got early in his career that prepared him for today. I mean that I Tampa just,
2: Bay game, he was playing on one leg, wasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. It's like you can't even re- realistically call that stuff. But, but yeah, Mahomes is the next uh, Brady and all that. So, um, so I'm going well, Chris, for, uh,
2: Chris, for Chris. Chris saying it with his chest. He said, "You said two <laughs> or three touchdowns."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. I think I don't think it's going to be close. Is my thing. So,
2: so I think Rich, we're either going to get a situation like Chris said, where the Chiefs uh, again, because you mentioned Trent Williams is a beast. The rest of that line, I'm not so sure about. I think Chris Jones might actually be able to put in work earlier than that fourth quarter. Uh, So I think we'll either have a situation where the Chiefs roll out to a big lead and just keep it going, uh, or it's going to be a tight game, uh, and it's going to be that kind of game where we know what Patrick Mahomes can do in those situations. And we've seen Brock Purdy do something like that, you know, the past couple of playoff games. But, again, Super Bowl is a different story. So it wouldn't shock me, Rich, if the 49ers won just because they are so stacked offensively. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the uh, Chiefs win it. And I'll, I'll go against Chris and say it's a close game. i say the Chiefs close. What do you got?
3: I think uh, I'm just going to keep, I believe, in spags. My shirt has not arrived yet. <laughs> uh, I, I spent the 65 bucks for the uh, – and Spags, we trust shirts that they uh, mm. the d- defense was wearing in the AFC Championship game. I think uh, I don't think uh, San Francisco is going to score seventeen. I don't think they're going to score more than seventeen points. So I think oh, it'll wow. be something okay. like Kansas City mm-hmm. twenty-seven, San Francisco seventeen, and I think they're going to do what they did in the AFC Championship because the AFC Championship to me was the toughest defense they played yeah. all year, and just like with San Francisco, like on on the Baltimore side, that was the hardest team they've had to face. Baltimore hasn't played a team that was willing to like rise itself. Like you even had their kicker saying, but, but you know, you, you have their kicker saying, like, wow, they took this really, si- they took the AFC championship really seriously. Right, si- right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 and Mahomes, who is my, uh, a number one all time, like, I praise you, my tribal chief, in terms of petty. He's like, yeah, this never happens on the road. Like this dude has a memory like a steel trap. He's like, yeah, he never does this on, He never does this in Arrowhead. He only does this at home. The three times we played him at home, he's done this. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
3: I think with the same thing to your point with the 49ers, I don't think they're ready for this level of stress. Mm -hmm. And I think that in Purdy's case, he threw lollipops up against the freaking Lions that should have been cashed in that kicker. And that's the other one. Moody. If you thought it was bad with the Buffalo kicker going wide, right? I think Moody's going to miss two kicks.
2: Mm. So we, we all are selecting the Kansas City Chiefs on this show because we are part of the liberal elite. Uh, <laughs> no, surprise, no surprise there. Uh, but the Rich, we're going to let you go. I got one more question for you before we let you out the door, brother. Uh, but, uh, you know, we started on a kind of bad note. and Let's end on a, a down note, but with a celebratory tone because I feel like that's where this kind of lands. Uh, yesterday, we, we got the news that we lost uh, a good brother. Some know him as Apollo. Some know him as Chubbs. Some know him as the Stew guy from Arrested Development. Uh, <laughs> Carl yeah, Weathers. And now you yeah. got a Stew baby. Uh, Carl Weathers. That, that would have been a great title for this episode, too. Yeah, yeah. Did, and Action Jackson.
0: We can't forget that.
2: Either. Yeah, Action Jackson, which somebody put up on Twitter, the full movie. Which is amazing. I don't know how they got away with it, uh. But <laughs> Carl Weathers passed away. Uh, Rich, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, him and his career? Obviously, somebody who was very impactful. Uh, I think I called him an underrated icon because I don't feel like he kind of got the credit he was due. But you got a dude. The story that, like, in in Rocky Four, like he played like he was dead so well that the actual onset set position was like, hold on now. We got to check check on this man. And he was just yeah. acting. Uh, so what are your thoughts about Carl Weathers, Rich?
3: Before I get to Carl, I got to get very excited. I'm going to try to keep my, my joy to a minimum. Ian Rappaport just reported that Jarek McKinnon has been designated to return to Kansas City. Mm. Jarek, X-49er, best pass blocker, Best screen runner, best third down back they've had. Mm. Mm, I might need to add a couple more points to my. Mm, okay, <laughs> Carl. Let me go back to Carl. Chubbs, Listen, even with what we, I'm going to bring it back to what we talked about at the beginning, not the beginning, beginning, but like the middle beginning. When Cody and Rock did the the predator handshake, yeah, was like the, that was the thing. Oh, that yeah, Cody negotiated in the back. It's like you're going to take my spot. <laughs> Yeah, you got to give me the you son of a
0: bitch
3: and then they both got a flex like bam. Yep. Yeah, I, I, uh, I am I I love Carl Weathers yeah. like he was everything for me. Like when you talk about representation, mm-hmm. like I loved watching him in Predator. I love watching him in Rocky. I love watching him in Happy Gilmore. I love watching him. I, I love seeing the stories on Twitter about why they did the role for him on Arrested Development the way they yes, did because the that was writers his idea. originally
2: wanted him. Go ahead, Nate. I said, and that was Carl's idea to, to play like a, a cheap version of himself?
3: Yes, yeah. because originally they just wanted him to do some of the body comedy of reenacting Rocky Three training montages and stuff with mm-hmm. Tobias because of the homoerotic yeah. nature of Tobias's character. But, he, I mean, he's just, I, I was so, I mean, the Bad Batch uh, watching him in Star Wars he, With the Mandalorian yes. he, yeah. I mean, he transcended He was one of those guys where it's like As we get older When people like that pass away It's kind of showing our own mortality Because we thought right. they'd be around forever I thought Carl Weathers would be around forever I mean the yeah. fact that his character Was so integral into black American psyches That Adonis Creed Could be born out of nothing And none of yeah. us have any of these rock cody wow. like well how do you prove that this dude had a kid yeah.
2: why is It'll Rocky be.
3: training him and none of that stuff it was just nope right. adonis family let's keep it moving so yeah you know, yeah. rest in power to him but I, I absolutely thought that he was one of the best gifts to american cinema you could have been given
0: yeah i always thought um rocky four is one of my least favorite of the rockies because i just thought it was complete mm-hmm. bullshit the way they killed him in that movie in an yeah, exhibition man. match it it really was just like a death you could have had him got injured and by the russian uh drago you could have had that and then he wins it's like you can this is a this is like a it's like kind of like the Tyler Perry of movie of Rocky movies. Cause you have this unnecessary when you, you get the point by just having to do get injured, but now nah, you got to kill a motherfucker. Um, so that, the, but I do love Carl Weathers, man. I like, I liked the in happy to go more. I liked him on this episode of good times where, um, JJ <laughs> J- 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 J was, uh, painting a picture, a new picture of his wife that she wanted for her husband and, uh, <laughs> Carl Weathers goes to, uh, the, uh, the Evans house and tries to look for JJ and beat his ass. because He's all buff and stuff. He's like looking for JJ skinny ass. Like, where's this guy at, man? And, and that was funny, man. I like, I like the, um, there was a sitcom that he did in the two thousands. That wasn't bad. Um, with um, Daryl Chill Mitchell um, and Michael Strahan, I forgot who was wow. playing his wife on the sitcom. Um, this was I don't after think I ever uh,
2: saw that sitcom.
0: Yeah, it was it was decent. It was it was like it could have been way worse than it was, but I thought that um, he was playing uh, the father of uh, Strahan and uh, Chill Mitchell. I forget okay. who was playing his wife. I know wife. I know it's a, it was a, notab- a notable actor, but man, I love Carl Weathers, dude. I love uh, the first Predator. Um, I love. Mm. I like the second Predator, all right, but I like the first one. Love action Jackson as a kid. Um, like uh, the, the Liberian girl video for Michael Jackson, <laughs> where um, him and Whoopi Goldberg are talking, and Whoopi says to him, uh, "We should do um, a sequel to uh, Action Jackson and uh, Jumpin' Jack Flash. We could call it Action Jumpin' Jackson." Mm-hmm. I, I wanted, I would have saw that movie, you know. <laughs> but, <laughs> have been there. But, but uh yeah, man. Crop weathers, dude. That was like. And anytime I saw him, like on media, met him in person once. Um, didn't okay. get to like do the whole, sh- like didn't get to did get the full introduction and stuff. Cause, um, but yeah, I I I had no clue he had any kind of um health stuff going on with them. It's like I met um Jim Mitchell at a convention at my college. Uh. Jim, um, I think his name, the one that was in the uh, Enter the Dragon. um,
1: Jim Uh, Jim Kelly.
0: Jim Kelly. I met Jim Kelly, and he looked perfectly fine when I met him, and he died a couple weeks later. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like a month or two later, actually. Um, And this is kind of like the situation with Carl Weathers. He just had so much energy. He looked good. Um, I I hate saying look good for your age because
1: (laughs) –
0: I I, I I promise, if I was a single man on these streets and and Carl Weathers and we we, we were competing for, for women, I'm sure he'd get him um, over me. So <laughs> I don't I don't want to disrespect that dude by saying he looked good for his age, but he he looked real good. I know he had like two sons that um, loved him and took care of him. Um, and it, it, yeah, this is this is a blow to the community. Um, I thought Sly Stallone did him wrong in Rocky Four, but you know, um he he's a bridge to the next franchise and um yeah. rest in power to him. I don't know if he's got anything um over the horizon that's coming out. Um but um just um oh and I want to mention one more thing from he took um Virgil Tibbs's place in the last season of In the Heat of the Night. and I thought he that did. was a good a good season,
1: oh,
2: wow, dude. Um, how we watched the final season of In the Heat yeah. of Night,
0: <laughs> yeah. The the late, great Howard Rollins, who mm-hmm. who left us prematurely as well. Um, but um, like he, uh, Carl Weathers took his place, and I, I actually thought he did a good job. Um, and it's always hard when you're like, um, especially with a, a tour de force actor like Howard Rollins and you're taking his place. And I thought Carl, Carl Weathers did, um. A great job. The episode of Arrested to Vote. I could talk about this guy's stuff like all day. I liked he did a sketch on uh one of the talk shows where he was talking about because he um Schwarzenegger was in Predator and mm-hmm. was a governor, and then uh Jesse Ventura, Ventura. was in Predator and was a governor, he's like, It's time for Carl Weathers to be the first uh, <laughs> black governor from uh, Predator or whatever. It was a funny sketch. I'm going to say it was uh, the Tonight Show. Um, but yeah, shout out to Carl Weathers, man. R.I.P.
2: Yeah. Like he was, to your point, Rich, like not only the representation, but also showing different sides and different facets of black masculinity, I thought was important. And even in a movie like Rocky Four, where they kind of did him dirty, like the scenes where it's just him and Slide talking. I think there's some really good stuff in there where, you know, you're talking about getting older and, you know, what, what do you do if you're like this person who's been a top athlete all their life and now you're a little bit past your prime. And I thought like Carl brought a lot of vulnerability to this character of Apollo that could easily be like a flat character. Like he could easily be just this, you know, stereotypical jive talking athlete and Carl brought so much more to that. And he did that with every character that he played. So like I saw right. somebody put up a clip of Carl doing a voiceover for a regular show, a cartoon from a Cartoon Network. Yeah. regular. Yeah, He played,
0: regular, like a, yeah, regular he played show, the God yeah.
2: of basketball. And it was like, even in yeah. something like that, right. uh, you know, his talent shown through. So yeah, he, he will be missed. Rest in power, brother. Uh, y- y'all owe it to yourself this weekend or anytime really to check out some of Carl Weathers' work. If you're not familiar, but uh, brother whose work you all should be familiar with is the one and only rich fan. Chief's advocate, Rich. Uh, we know you gotta you gotta go to your to your job, man. You gotta go put in work with Wade. So, uh, let the people know where they can find you, where they can hear all of your work with the torch, as well as over at Post Wrestling, where you can get that hot MCU later t-shirt from Chop Tees, brother.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you as always, guys. I appreciate you, Nate. Appreciate you, Chris. Uh, mm-hmm. you can find me on Twitter at Rich underscore Fan if that's your thing. But in terms of wrestling and t- contents, uh post-wrestling MCU later with my main man WH Park and if you want to go to chop hyphen tees slash MCU later we have all of our shirts there we might even have a new one coming up a design that a buddy of mine uh mm. took the time Charles to make for us uh Heroes for Hire themed uh edition and uh so that happens whenever you have MCU stuff we will be there And then on the other side of things over the pro wrestling torch, I do the uh, I'm a columnist. I do a lot of audio, uh, most notably the deep dive with Rich Fan and Will Cooling, uh, everything with Rich and Wade Keller, my editor, publisher. And of course, the East Coast cast where I got my start. We are trying to furiously find the time and date for our final episode so we can give that the conclusion it deserves. Mm. But Cam and Travis are two dudes who and Bardre that uh, have been outstanding to me in my life, and so I'm just glad to know them. Uh, Wait, how
0: we'll... long have you been doing the East Coast cast for? Like, 2013, maybe? 14, something?
3: Well, Travis, yes. Travis has yeah. been doing it since 13. I've been doing it with him since mid-15. Oh, God, no, mid-16.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah that I sounds I'm, I'm yeah, crawling that, up that... That's how I was introduced to you was on the um, East Coast cast. It was like probably about, yeah, Circle 2016, something like that. Yeah, because
3: it was like right before the election. And so the the, mm-hmm. the funny thing about it is mm-hmm. like all I have to do so far, like half of the time I've been married, I've been talking every Wednesday to Travis for like two to five hours. Yeah so that's where i'm at
0: right dang yeah, yeah. Uh, i've known great. nate longer than i've known my wife
2: yeah uh, yeah that's, yeah. that's, I, 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 that's how, how it facebook, works in these streets brother facebook sent me a reminder today you've known chris uh for 13 years uh, Yeah, I'm like oh wow yeah <laughs> yeah because i way.
0: i had a whole nother girlfriend and fiance when i met you yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh but rich we appreciate your time brother and uh uh, we 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 wish you and and the Chiefs and Taylor Swift uh, the best of luck. Uh, like I, I knew, I knew. I, like here's the thing, Rich. I locked in my prediction for the Super Bowl when I saw MVS make that catch. <laughs> as as the narrative all year about these yeah. Chiefs with the with the butterfingers at the receiver position, and MVS just makes a clutch catch. I'm like, yeah, P- Patty gonna get him another one this year. Mm-hmm.
3: Hey, from your mouth to God's ears. Love you guys. <laughs> Take care, Rich. Have a good show.
2: That is the one and only Rich Fan. You can check him out at uh, Pro Wrestling Torch as well as MCU later. And uh, I'm sure we'll have Rich on the uh, NWA podcast sometime here in the near future. Chris? Right. I'm sure, man, because we have Like, I don't
0: think this Vince McMahon stuff is is ending, you know, so we probably have to get Brandon on uh, the NWA also because this, like I said, like, uh, everybody thought that this was the end of this story was uh the first time where he finagled his way back in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's not how it works, yo the the federal government don't forget you know you could brag you they, they that company's been bragging about beating the federal government since what was it ninety four maybe yeah 90, yeah. And yeah, they, they, they those those cats do not forget, man. They'll 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 leave you alone if you kind of lay low with it and don't be as braggadocious with it. But v- Vince know. don't
2: know the meaning of the word lay low and not be yeah, braggadocious,
0: yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, because because uh, because now they're gonna get you through that girl. I
2: know that much. Um, and and she made like as I said, like her uh, representatives are saying, hey. People have been reaching out to us, so she oh, might not yeah. be the only one, Chris. Uh,
0: right? Yeah. So, so in uh, in uh, uh, psychology, um, Timur Curran calls this preference falsification. So, when a dictator has been in charge of a co- in charge of a country for such a long time, then is usurped and loses power. Everybody, while that guy is in charge, is like, "Oh, I love that guy; he's so awesome," and this and this. And then, once he loses power, people are like. Well, yeah, I never really liked him, and I think you're gonna get a lot of that. You're gonna get a lot of people like Johnny Ace, this brother. Oh, doing the dirty with Vince. Now he a former victim, you know. Um, and again, this isn't to downplay his victimhood, but right. this is just this, this is just to talk about how power dynamics work, right? It's like
2: you, you, you know, I mean, this yeah. is this is the CMB, Chris. This is Nino yeah. Brown in the courtroom, man. Everybody yeah, going no,
0: down. Yeah, everybody's going down. I I love to see it personally because I just don't like it. Um, like what uh Rich was saying about um Conrad. You know, why are we even attempting to defend this bullshit? You know, no. like like I I. I I told my if this were if this were me and I were going through something like this, um, maybe you don't come out and just directly bash or you can you can not talk about it and be perfectly fine. Or the other option is you can say, I want to see how it plays out first. You know, you don't have to come out and start like this. It makes you lose credibility, you know. But this is how the wrestling industry works though. I mean, we've been watching it work like this forever. Uh Nate, they what they do is they build up like these cult like followings. And then once you once you build up your cult like following, you um can get them to do the the bidding for you, you know. Um sounds, and, sounds like
1: some
2: someone else I know in this country, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah pretty much that's the idea behind it right so mm-hmm. we're 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 going to we're going to have to live through this and we're going to have to figure figure it out and i don't think it i don't think this has to necessarily be the worst um thing ever for wrestling as fans for the women i'm sure it's horrible and the people that went through it i'm sure it's hor- it's horrible for ace and all of the people that vince is bringing down with him but um, uh, thanks, uh I appreciate that, uh, but I'm sure it's horrible for all of them. But it's you know this is this the, the wrestling industry. I've said this multiple times. I'll say it again on this show: the wrestling industry is a trash industry, and it's been that way for a long time. Um, I um, what does he say? Seven. 70- oh, he was. Say-
2: Talking about Carl Weathers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout he was out in to the Carl, he's still looking jacked.
0: Yeah, he was looking jack, looking good, man, and just what happened to that brother, man? Um, you know, I wish, you know, hopefully more comes out and, you know, shout out to Carl Weathers. I mean, the the the, the movies and stuff and the talent never dies, but you know, it, it is what it is. But yeah. But um yeah, that like the thing is with the with these with these people and I hope I'm going to wait to see what Conrad is saying before I, you know, jump to conclusions, but I hope we're not at a point where we're trying to defend or mm-hmm. justify or talk about who was on the board when, when, when this crap happened, you know, cause I, you could be friends with Bruce Pritchard and you could, I'm look, man, I met Bruce Pritchard around the same time I met Conrad Thompson. Mm -hmm. Um, Nice guy. But Bruce Pritchard is a sycophant. Uh, And I just don't think a company needs those kind of people working for you. I think those kind of people are the worst kind of people where you're going to just defend and try to justify bullcrap every chance you get. I don't think that does any favors for the company. Um, it might make your boss feel better and it might keep you around. You, you might get fired for a couple of years and you might come back and all that. But I just don't see like what it does for um, the benefit of the business and the people that take in the business and mm. people that watch it, you know.
2: And, and to that point, Chris, like I, I think, you know, going back to what we we're talking about with Rich uh, it it can't be a halfway solution. Right. Like, you know, you, you can't get rid of one or two people and then the the, the thing is still there. I think I use this analogy when I talked with Brandon and Steve uh, earlier in the week. You know, the old saying, one bad apple don't spoil a whole bunch. But just because you take the bad apple out the bunch doesn't mean that there aren't some rotten apples still in that bucket. You got to right. go through that bucket. Like, hell, you might have to dump out the whole bucket and put some fresh apples up in there. To make sure yeah, that you exactly. have, you know, uh a, a good environment. And so, yeah, my my hope for this is they they not only WWE, Chris, because yes, this story is about the WWE and TKO, but all of these wrestling companies, man. I hope that they are putting their performers in a safe work environment. Um, uh, mm-hmm. because you're right, like this business has been kind of trash for a long time in terms of the way it treats talent. And the way it treats, you know, like like with Miss Grant, she ain't even talent, but she was, you know, having to go through stuff like this.
0: Yeah, exactly. And the thing, the the funny thing with Miss Grant is that the picture that came out over the summer was a picture of a sister that was circulating around the internet, and I, I know we didn't share it because you know it was just. Yeah a random picture that was circulating around the internet and no one knew where it, where it came from, but I'm, I'm sure that girl is somebody. And, um, when it's revealed, it's going to be interesting, you know, yeah. uh, J- Janelle Grant, um, that woman, um, I I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing her story. I don't think it's going to go to trial. Um, I don't think,
2: they're they going to try even, to do whatever they can to keep it out of the court, Chris.
0: Right. Yeah. And I don't even think I think she'll signed um, a non-disclosure agreement um and get a huge settlement amount before it even makes oh, Real,
2: real it. quick, real quick about yeah. that, Chris. So part of the impetus of this was that Vince and we talked about it with Brandon. Vince mm-hmm. wasn't paying on the NDA anymore right yes (laughs) it's like dog like dog if you gonna be a terrible human being
0: at least play the nda uh, it's like (laughs)
2: like i it it, like again chris i i can't get into the mind of vince mcmahon because i'm not you know uh a deranged you know horrible person but yeah even if i were a deranged horrible person i would at least do the thing that you know keeps me uh out out of situations like this and so for him not to make those payments like it feels petty and cruel and it's like another kind of twist of the knife
0: it's ego it's hubris it's all of the like worst personalities that a person in charge could have because um I do think that this stuff would have stayed underground if she, if Vince was paying this. And the thing with NDAs is they don't work when it comes to sexual harassment cases. Um, this changed last year in 2023. I don't remember mm-hmm. the exact name of the case, but I definitely, it, def, it definitely came across my desk. And that is like when you um, would it involve some kind of when basically if it's an NDA that's trying to cover up like a crime or prevent you from from um for for pressing charges against something like that, the NDA is gonna be n- not valid. I gotta look up what the law mm-hmm. says. Um, but, um, if rich was here, I would just ask him to do it, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so I, I don't think this NDA stuff is just going to be as ironclad as it is. I think if he, if, if, if once TKO gets involved in this and, um, and they, and they figure out what they want to, how they want to exist as a company, cause I don't mm. think this is going to just stop at WWE and i'll ask brandon about this the next time we talk to him but i think this is this is going to be cuz people are going to look at wwe and now they're going to turn around and look at um uh ufc for their same kind of shenanigans i don't i don't think they're going to be exempt from this it's always a spillover effect for these uh conglomerates and all that mm. so um but it it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Vince not pay, paying NDAs. That's the dumbest thing that you can ever do. And that's the problem with stuff like NDAs. And um, if you want to go to the more underground route, blackmail and stuff,
2: mm-hmm. Any
0: anytime someone's in, in a pinch for money, they're going to be looking for you for the money, right? And this girl, she signed, a woman, she signed a legitimate NDA. All you had to do was pay what you say, because what happens, and this is another thing too. What happens when you pay when you when you sign an NDA and you're expecting a huge sum of money to come in? You start slowly adjusting your lifestyle right. to uh, adjust to the new money that you're going to be co- that's going to be coming your way. And when the person that's supposed to pay you that money doesn't come through with the money, it causes problems for you personally, right? And I think yeah. this is where... Uh, and this where, is somebody,
2: uh, allegedly, Chris, that has already been traumatized by this person. So now it's like, you're getting me twice.
0: Yeah, you get me twice. You're taking my money, for one. Um, you're not giving me the money that you owe me. And then you're... Um, the, And then... I, I now I have to and I also have to go through this to get the money from you. Yeah. This it's this is just a messed up situation all around. I, I look forward to the more stuff that's gonna come out from it because I don't think it's gonna stop at Johnny Ace. Um no. I think I, I it'll be to, interesting to see what uh Doc Kendricks and of uh, Michael Hayes I'm uh, keep calling him docket
2: so keep <laughs> it'll be using inter- the shoot name brother i mean the yeah, yeah. gimmick name
0: yeah 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 it'll be interesting to see what he has to say and what um because we've been we've been living through this for too long with WWE we've been living through this with this guy calling uh mark henry the n-word mm-hmm. um and um nothing happened to him outside of getting suspended yeah you know and why is that happening? You know, right. why are things like this continuing? Well, I mean, you go
2: back to uh, the Rita Chatterton case, man. Rita or,
0: Chatterton.
2: Uh, or what was it? Uh, was it a hairdresser or something like that? A salon? Yeah, the
0: hairdresser at the, it was an a, a L.A. salon, I believe it was, too. Oh, it's um, like this,
2: this, it, this ain't new, right? Like, this ain't yeah. something that just happened in 2021, 20, 2022. Like, there's been stuff around this, man. And so, mm. like again like you hate again we you know we use the word allegedly chris because you know yeah innocent until proven guilty and all that but if this is true you hate to see all of this stuff go down for all of these years and nobody be held accountable
0: right and that's pretty much how it's been you know no one being held like not any real accountability you know um like Vince McMahon. Like this this yep. man
2: Vince was, was it 22, uh, Chris, or was it 21? When, when, uh, no, it was, it was last year when, uh, this initially came out. And then my 22. man was on, it was 20, yeah, it, my man was on yeah. TV on that, like that Friday night.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah. And he, like, just walked in front of the audience and, and just felt like that was a cool thing to do. And,
2: wasn't that the and, night where the, the crowd was, like, chanting, thank you, Vince, or some, some bullshit thank, like thank,
0: that? Yeah. Thank you, Vince. They, um, it was covered on CNN. It wasn't taken seriously. They just laughed it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and people in wrestling um, were defending him back then. Even um, Chris Jericho went uh, was wrong to say as to say, mm. um, uh, that "No, d- th- that dude." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I'm sure he's breathing a sigh of relief because that he. Yeah, him. God. But um, yeah, it, it, it went so far. Like Jericho went as far as to say um that um well he didn't that it was a consensual relationship right and And i brought up the
2: point uh with steve the other day chris that you always bring up in a situation like with vince mcmahon and miss grant yeah you can't really have true consent because of the power dynamic
0: yeah the the power is always going to be a part of it you can't escape that that's that's what made cassie's uh lawsuit against Diddy mm-hmm. so salient it was be- what made it so um telling was that Diddy was her boss her employer she was an artist on his record label Bad Boy and they had a relationship anytime you have a situation where it's a boss and they're messing around with an employee that automatically disrupts the power dynamic, and and, and you're automatically the and consent's gonna the definition of consent is gonna change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, thanks to uh, the case of Meritor Savings Bank, uh Vincent versus Meritor Savings Bank, um, where the the bank teller she sues the bank because um she got fired after she ended a sexual relationship with her boss. You know, Because, the, again, the power dynamic is always going to be the power dynamic. For example, I am a professor.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: I have a relationship with a student who is the current student, that's my student, that's playing games with the power dynamic. Yeah. And now...
2: This person they might... gonna get you up out the paint, Chris.
0: Right, exactly. And I should be gotten up out the paint if they if I'm doing that kind of stuff. And people have to think about this. People gotta th- critically think about that. Um, and wrestlers, then the, the the way Jericho just jumped up and defended that shit, it was it was horrible. Um, but it's also just a sign of just these people not knowing what they don't know, um, and um. Yeah, this hopefully after this case, we never get these kind of this kind of confusion with power dynamics again, because it's it's it. This is shameful. This is a black eye on all of us. We as fans are the ones that have to explain it to non fans mm-hmm. what's going on. And, you know, this
2: this this is I, I got a text Um. Uh. Two Fridays ago, or, right? Yeah, two Fridays ago was when it, uh, Lester Holt brought it up in the B block yeah. on NBC Nightly News. And my pops texted me, he's like, Did you see this? And so it's like, yeah. I, I, again, I said it with Steve if you are in this business and Lester Holt is talking about you, it's probably not going to be for a good reason. Right. And so it's like, yeah, like the, the image hit on, a, on an industry that already didn't have the greatest image, Chris. Right to to, uh, the folks that don't follow this stuff. It's like, yeah, you got to get these bad actors up out of here, man.
0: Right. And then when we do the NWA podcast, I want to talk about the way the news drops that day, and we're watching the Royal Rumble, and the first person we see on the Royal Rumble is Hulk Hogan Mm. promoting the Royal Rumble.
2: Like, this
0: this that, that WWE's got a lot of shit they're going to have to reconcile with. They're going to have to like, I understand like Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon is like 75% of their history right there, right? Yeah. But it's it's like what are we doing if we're like, I'm not so, saying... So, you gotta, what, so what
2: you're saying, Chris, because I, I think I see where you're going. I think I see where you're going. I'm going to follow you down this trail. So what you're saying is that uh, the WWE and the folks in the boardroom as well as the fans, they need to treat Hogan and Vince and and folks like that like uh, people are treating those old Confederate Civil War statues now. Like, yeah, that might have been your great-granddaddy. He fought in the war, whatever, whatever. But it's time to take him down.
0: Right, yeah. It's like I'm not one of those people that think you need to – like just eradicate them from everything. They were a part of the past. They were right. there, but why are we uplifting? Celebrating them? Yeah. Why are we celebrating these people? Um, Hulk Hogan is a guy who never apologized for any of this stuff. Not a real p- apology. No. He gave a fake, bogus apology. Sorry
2: if you were offended, brother.
0: Yeah. And it and and um, everybody's and, a little
2: racist, dude.
0: Yeah. And that's the and that's a trope too, right there, right? The everybody's a little racist thing. That's what That's what racist people say to um, (laughs) excuse their own racism. You know, like because you don't know everybody. You know, you're you're saying that because you want the freedom to be racist. We're
2: all racist, right? Like, no, yeah, we're not, Terry.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is and and that and that was kind of like the um. The, the issue with all of this, right? And now we you've got... And the fact that they did that the night of the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. you know, they had the wherewithal to remove Brock from the situation. But you're leaving Hulk Hogan there, a guy who's never atoned for any of this crap, <clears throat> right? And if we're going to be, like, protecting people, I think we need to be re- protecting everybody, you know? Like, I, I don't feel... C- Like if I worked for WWE, I wouldn't feel comfortable with a guy like Hulk Hogan walking around or being in vignettes and shit like that because of what his past represents. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, and there was, again, there was never any kind of real apology about that that would make you feel, okay, this guy did wrong. This guy um, is a different person. I remember a long time ago, Eminem, um, Benzino released a mixtape with Eminem saying the N word in, in some freestyle raps. Um, and he immediately came out and apologized about it. You know, he, he didn't try to BS or anything like that. Um, and it wasn't even the same context that Hogan was using the N word, right? But he still thought it was best to apologize, and I don't feel weird listening to Eminem after after him doing that. You know, if right. he would have been like, Yeah, I, I, who cares, man? I said the n word, um, they say the n word all the time, blah blah blah. Mm. That would have been a problem for me. But the fact that he just apologized, admitted it, and, and we were able to move on from it because this is how you move on from things, yeah. You move well, like, on and, from-
2: it's through your words and your actions, Chris, like uh, even keeping it in wrestling. Like we remember when Randy Orton dropped an M-bomb on that, on that stream. And then, you know, he talked to people and grew. And the next thing you know, Randy Orton is out here talking about Black Lives Matter. And Randy Orton is, is educating himself. And so there's real growth with a person like Randy versus somebody like Hulk, who's like, you know, Hey, everybody's racist brother. You know, I'm sorry if I made, if I offended you, Hey, that's just life. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And if you and if you're and if you did get offended, then you don't understand the brotherhood of of wrestling. You know, I thought that was kind of fucking you. Like we don't, yeah, we don't understand the Aryan brotherhood of wrestling. <laughs> like,
1: dude, you're just gonna. I'm just trying to control my narrative, brother.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just nonsense, man. And this is like again, this is an industry. Like, and I don't, and that, and that's the thing too. When we're talking about women feeling safe in this company, how safe does a brother like Bobby Lashley feel in WWE? I want to know. You know how how safe does does Shinsuke Nakamura feel in in that company? I don't think I'm not talking about safe in the in a way that I think any of the I either of those guys feel like they're going to be getting beat up or anything like that, but. When you're leaving Bobby Lashley off of a WrestleMania, you know, right. like and stuff like that, like how 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 do you like con- convey like, hey, why are these main eventers on WrestleMania and I'm the main eventer that has to be left off and do the Jobber ba- Battle Royal? Yeah. not even on WrestleMania anymore. You're doing the Jobber Battle Royal on on SmackDown, <laughs> um, like. Th- these are the things I'm that I'm talking about, and it's in WWE. Like Rich was saying earlier, it's they got to the, they, they these fools have to do a deep, deep cleaning because this 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 is a thing that's just not gonna go away. And even if you make it go away, it'll still come back because that's just once you develop a culture somewhere, yep. it just doesn't go away like that. Like uh, the yeah. LAPD. We, we we you revet you did a lot to change the LAPD. You got a chief Bratton from the East Coast, um Massachusetts. He he cleaned up police stations all over the place. He comes to LA, does a good job with cleaning it up. As soon as he leaves, the fuckery starts again. Mm. You know, and that's kind of what we need to. Um, we have to fix this in WWE to where we know it's going to come back. It's just how do we fight it in a smarter way?
2: And however long it took you to make that culture, whether you're talking about WWE or any of these companies, it's going to take you twice as long to change that culture. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You got to, you just got to put in the work and you have to be committed to it uh, and, and hold people accountable. Even, Even when it gets difficult, Chris, like again, not to, not to pile on to Paul, But I think you know again, like you can't shrink in the moment if you're trying to make change, man.
0: Well, it goes to say, and Levesque, uh, Rich, Rich is more on the uh, attitude that he's got to go, and I, I get that. I wouldn't be, I'm not gonna be feeling sorry for Paul if Paul gets gets got in this situation because it was a horrible press conference. There's no excuse for it. I. Do think that my only argument in favor of Paul staying is I do think that mistakes like this, if you if you live through them and find yourself on the other end of them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you become a much better manager. I've right. seen yeah. ev. I've seen evidence of this. I've seen people. And that's what I. That was my, my whole thing with uh, the young bucks in the CM Punk situation, mm-hmm. is if they like, if you go through it, this is how a company is tested. The metal is tested by how you get through bad bad times. I didn't think TK should have just fired those cats. I was like, fired everybody involved. I thought he, that they could have worked through it and become a better company. Um, of course, they didn't. And I don't know. I don't think TAK uh, uh, AEW is necessarily a worse company. I don't know if I'd call them a better company though. Right. WWE is in a situation where they could, if if Triple H and everybody in charge handles this right, they can become a better company. Yeah. You know, like even if it's if it means like getting Stephanie McMahon and maybe putting her back in a position, but only putting her back in a position. If she talks about um, her, the, the, the harm her dad has done Mm -hmm. and you, you can do that in a way where you're not incriminating that guy or, you know, you could, you could do it. I've seen it done before. You could get a lawyer to write up a statement that you memorize and, you know, kind of, and then just advocate for women, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still of the mindset they need to advocate for us too, you know. Shit. Uh, it's got to be more than us advocating
2: for us, you know. When we see, I mean, I mean, Seth Rollins did say that that world title was for us by us, though, Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That like he stole that from <laughs> David John and those boys <laughs> from, the, from the Fubu crowd, uh... he stole that, shit but. to do a deep cleaning they got to fix this stuff they gotta um you when you're writing for our truth and these people get somebody a creative there that can help you do it so Mm. it doesn't come across as anything other than what you want it to come across as you know
2: yeah so uh I think I was I was trying to hang around for a little bit to see if Ray was gonna pull up, but I think again, yeah. Ray, you know when you get new money, Chris, yeah, sometimes yeah, yeah, you start acting brand
1: new. Yeah, so- you
0: start you start thinking Philly yourself. You driving around in your Lexus, uh, your Lambo. You know we we we, <laughs> we 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 give you the promotion. We're like, look, Ray, we can't do this without you. We need our producer. <laughs> We we need we need somebody to man the backstage for us. We can't do it without you, Ray. Ray's like, oh, okay, Ray said he cool. already
2: out here spending that uh New yeah. wrestling advocate t shirt money, dog. Yeah,
0: he's spending the t shirt, buddy. He's it when he when he gets the uh, <laughs> the Mondo Dondo shirt that he gets. Is 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 it's, it's, we we gotta handle him, man. We, we yeah, gotta. We, we
2: gotta we gotta get our house back in order, Chris.
0: Right, right, right. But yeah, so I'm, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad we were able to do this. And again, I'm going to do my best um, to get Thurston to join us on uh, Newbie and Wrestling Advocate so yeah. we can, because I know more shit's going to drop from this. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we log off of this thing. And there's
2: another story to pop yeah, up.
0: Yeah, the, the feed's just filled, filled with stuff. I'm, I want to see who the first A-list star is. That's gonna come out in not the Bella twins. They've already done theirs, but yeah. I'm talking, and they're not A-list stars. I'm talking about the John Cena's of the world, the Rocky Mayavias of the world. I'm talking mm-hmm. about those cats. Who's gonna who's gonna be the person to step on the landmine for? Yeah,
2: yeah. and and uh you know, we you Uh, As as like, uh, you know, like we talked earlier, our sisters in this space have been talking about this week, like and as you just kind of alluded to, it can't just be women advocating for women or black people advocating for black people. Like if you are somebody who has the position and the privilege and the power of a John Cena or a Rocky Maivia, you know, these are difficult conversations, but they're conversations that need to be had yep 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 we, so uh
0: we'll continue to have them yeah
2: yes we will continue to have them and and hopefully y'all continue to listen we appreciate y'all uh checking us out uh whether you watched live or you're listening in the future uh two shows in five days we we back we back chris
0: yeah we back in the house you know
2: uh and then also want to give a shout out before we leave to ray and Chinere. chris i don't know if you've had a chance to listen to this yeah, yeah. episode of spinning blackfist I thought Ray and Chinnieri did a really good job. I'm excited to see that show continue to grow.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a lot to talk about, man. Because I mean, Dana White gives them that again, and this is, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get into it when we do kings, uh, um, when we do N- Nubian wrestling advocates. But because I do want to see what the spillover effect is. This this is going to be across properties for TKO. You know, um,
2: we'll see. So uh, we're going to get out of here because it is Chris's birthday. We know he got a big uh, shindig planned tonight. (laughs) He he headed over to Mr. Childs. Uh, Omar's got a table waiting for Chris and his wife at Mr. Childs. Uh, So he can't be late for that. Uh, But if you want to hear more from us, there's a couple ways to do it. Number one, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button so that way you're always notified whenever we drop another video. Uh, go over to the Patreon, patreon.com backslash, the Kings of sport, five bucks gets you in the door. As Andrew would say, the, the cost of a biggie bag, Chris, uh, gets you 300 hours of audio and video talking sports, politics, pop culture, wrestling, MCU, a lot of stuff. And, and again, as we are, uh, getting ready to bring some new shows into the mix, you'll definitely want to check out the Patreon, uh not only for the Kings of Sport proper, but for shows like TDT Talks, for shows like our MCU show, which is going to be a female-led MCU show to give a kind of a different perspective on this uh, superhero media. Uh, we, we've got a show that me and Marcus, Brother Lightskin, are planning that that uh, might drop this year. And Andrew Thompson, Chris, is, is working with me on a show for the Kings of Sport uh, Network. So y'all keep your eyes and ears peeled. It's going to be a big year for us. Uh, again, if you want to support us financially, Patreon is one way to do it. The other way to do it is Rich Fan so eloqu- eloquently said, uh he said it more eloquently than I said eloquently. Uh, is go to chop-t's.com. Hit yeah. that NWA button right there, man. Get get you that NWA merchandise, man, so you can be out here on these streets tell them you straight out of the post office, man. Uh and 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 the 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 shipping I heard, Chris, not only is it free, but it's fast, brother. Um, so shout yeah. out to Dickie Bird and the good people at Chop Tees, man. They got you covered for all your post-wrestling merch. Uh, and then, uh, Chris, we might have some King of Sport merch popping off later. Like, we already got a shop up, but we're going to take it to the next level here uh, later on this year. So uh, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to the Patreon. Nubian Wrestling Advocates t-shirt. I think that's it. I think that's all the plugs I got until we get this uh, Bluetooth money on these streets, Chris. Till we get this uh, uh, BetterHelp money, this HelloFresh money on these streets. (laughs) uh, Right. I was gonna say, Chris, where can the people find you if they do want to, you know, show you some love on your birthday, man? Where can they find you on these streets Uh, so they can they can wish the professor a happy birthday?
0: Yeah, you can uh find me on uh Twitter or X at KMEasy Does It. I will be there, you know, just retweeting. I'm not gonna be at WrestleMania this year because I gotta go to do South stemming. America, yeah, mid Medean to get this stem cell treatment, man. And um just hope that works, yo, know, because um, you know, this this life ain't it at the moment, but I'm still like optimistic and happy to do these shows. Um, these shows kind of give me life when I otherwise don't feel I got a bunch of it. So I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, just um, tell me the like I'm still riding um, as long as my brain is working. You're going to catch me doing something
2: over here, you know, yeah, y'all ain't y'all ain't ready when Chris comes back. From uh, his trip looking like looking like Carl Weathers in his prime. Y'all ain't gonna be right, right, right. Band, yeah. uh Chris Ely out here. But uh yeah, happy birthday, brother. We we appreciate you here. Uh yeah. and we look forward to uh to the rest of this year, man. Because if this is how we, we we just barely into February, yes, and we got all these damn stories. What's what's the rest of the year gonna drop on us, brother?
0: Right, and that, and that's the thing with news, the way news works or something. We ain't go even got with...
2: to the damn election yet, Chris. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And it's like so you think something is a oh this basic mass stuff this ain't news anymore then it all of a sudden jumps to the top of the news feed election stuff is going to be the same way and I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to talking more about that as we get deeper into this, South Carolina primary tonight um so make sure Nick, I, Nikki I, Haley's
2: I, last stand
0: yeah yeah she's you know I, the democrats and all that just make sure you Doing what you need to do. I think Biden's primary is tonight, if I'm not mistaken.
2: Okay, it's so it's, not, it's, not, it's yeah. not
0: the Republicans tonight. I don't think it's the Republicans tonight, but it could. Okay, I, I don't. I think it's Biden and. But uh, so you got
2: you got another night to be in the race, Nikki Haley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> but we'll but your time, much like LeBron James, put that hourglass up on his Twitter. Chris, Nikki yeah. Haley's time is running out, dog.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, that that song, mm. the, the it's over. It's <laughs> over now. The math ain't math, and Nikki, Trump, but uh, you know. Trump
2: walked up to Nikki like Roman walked up to Cody last night. It's like, I got a uh, rock walked up to Cody last night. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll take it from here.
0: Yeah, yeah. God,
2: Jesus Christ,
0: <laughs> man. That was um, the worst.
2: It, it was, man. But but keep the faith. Keep the faith, Devontae, gang. We're still out here, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want more from me, in the number eight, M O Z A I K at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. Uh, and that's where you'll get the links to all the shows. I uh, want to shout out uh, Rich Fan for joining us uh, from the Torch, as well as MCU Later over at Post Wrestling. He is our uh, our Missouri correspondent, bringing us all that that good information on the Chiefs. So uh, I'm excited, everybody. This is uh, probably going to be our last show before, like, uh, like we're not going to do a show next week, so we won't talk to you until after the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. everybody, enjoy the game. If you're going to partake, uh, partake responsibly with them adult beverages. Don't drink and drive. Uh, you know. And, and we can all celebrate the greatness of Patrick LeVon Mahomes, Chris, as he gets yeah. his third Super Bowl ring in yeah. five years, dog. I'm looking forward
0: to it, man. Looking forward to it. <laughs> all right.
2: So that's going to do it for this edition of the Kings of Sport Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out on uh, Twitter. Twitter. Kyle's Pod, K-O-S underscore P-O-D, and uh, subscribe to all the feeds, Patreon, all that good stuff. And we'll be back with another episode in a couple weeks, probably. Uh, So, for Rich Fan, for Chris Ealy, for Ray, wherever he is, driving his uh, Lambo down the freeway, uh, (laughs) I am the Godfather, Nate Milton. And it's been a rough week, everybody, but you know what? If you're, you know, having dinner right now, you maybe getting ready to throw that chicken bone in the trash can. Don't do that. Yeah, There's still meat on that bone, Chris. Yep.
0: <laughs> you take it home,
2: put it in the pot, get some broth, put a potato in that. Guess what? Now you got a stew, baby. <laughs> R.I.P. Carl Weathers. We'll see y'all next time. Because you've been down with the Kings. All right, peace. That's the dramatic pause before I can navigate towards hitting the music. See, this is why Ray needed to be here. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Chris. What? The audacity. (laughs) The audacity. The unmitigated gall to show up. Right before we leave, Ray Williams, two-way Ray. (laughs) Might have to go back to 10-day Ray,
1: brother. Out here acting brand new with the Lex on the road, man. What's going on there, Ray? Not much, brothers. I'm sorry, brothers. I thought in my new contract, I, I had an immediate two-week vacation Uh, just yeah. running in. I, I'm sorry. I didn't read the fine print. My, my apologies, brothers. This man
2: Ray already but, um, spending up. Yeah. The, we didn't even got the T-shirt money yet. Ray spending up the T-shirt money.
1: <laughs> no, i I sorry. I... You know, I, I work with my wrestling team, so uh, we had a uh, try match, meaning we had two other teams to wrestle tonight, and it's our finals uh, try and final matches of the regular season. Hopefully, we can keep it going. We're, we're undefeated right now, and as we speak, we're in our last match, and I got like ten percent battery, so <laughs> I'm glad I, I could just jump on at the end, and I appreciate
2: Coach that, Ray with the run ball. in. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Can you guys hear me? Well, I wasn't able to have my uh, earbuds this time around.
2: Yeah, we can hear you, Ray. We can hear you. Yeah, we might want you. to
1: buy some earbuds with with that uh, t shirt money you're out here spending on these streets, brother. I, I got to get the beats so or the Raycon. See, y'all were just talking about sponsorship, man. Hit your boy Ray J up, Chris. <laughs> <now. We just, laughs> I've been hitting him up, con, man. Brother. He's about to,
0: They, they, yeah, I don't know. I think they, we, we got to bring our numbers up or whatever, man. I was telling about the post wrestling numbers, and now these numbers we gotta uh, shoot them up, man. But we're it's, we're in the strategic planning phase, is what we call
2: this. You know, we're yeah. planning right now, Ray. Before we act, yeah. Gotcha. So that, that's two way, Ray. We 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 <laughs> did uh, we we shouted out you and Cheniere for episode two of Spinning Black Fist. It was a good episode, man. Uh, I'm excited to see uh, what y'all do next month.
1: Yeah, I can't wait. And, of course, the night you put out the episode, Nate, the night after or the night we record the episode, the next day, of course, Kayla Harrison, formerly of the Professional Fighters League, PFL, signs with UFC and then has a big fight announced at UFC 300 against Holly Holm. Oh, yeah, and Vince had to mess up, and now all this stuff is coming out with him. So all that stuff came out Right after recording but uh, mm-hmm. uh, February it's is like, going to be like five. Chris. Like, <laughs> what?
2: Well, well, welcome to the world of podcasting, Ray. You right, think you yeah. didn't did your job? You didn't talked about all the topics. As soon as you stop hit uh, that that record button, three other stories pop up, and you're like, "Well, damn." Yeah,
0: yeah, Ray. Real quick uh before we um we ha- we head ha- out of here, do you think this uh, WWE stuff? Is uh gonna spill over into uh the UFC since they're all under one banner now. Do you think that the um that this is gonna affect
1: UFC's uh stock and stuff as well? I believe so, and I think I, I had that question I, I was actually gonna ask you guys as well. It's just yeah, again, since he was. He was pretty much, I think he was the executive chairman and he was still a part of TKO. And I think um, I was listening to uh, Brandon and uh, listening to John and their podcast, and they. I think they were talking about how uh, after the news of the uh, allegations came out, that it stopped pretty much. I think it went down 13%, and then I think it came back up a little bit. But um, I, I think... I think they tried to get behind this. I know um, Ari Emanuel came out that statement. Right. TKO trying to dismiss themselves as far as possible from Vince, and they're scraping them off of everything. And you mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned it, Chris. I, I think it'll take the big brass. It'll take the Rock since now he's a board member, and it, it, it'll take guys like Dana White, who isn't exactly the um, the he isn't exactly the forebearer or he isn't the uh, flag bearer for women's rights. If we go back to what happened all all the way last year, (laughs) but it'll take guys like that to kind of publicly denounce it and, and try to, instead of trying to sweep it under the rug, because I'm sure if if it's brought up in UFC uh, during like a press conference with Dana, who knows what that man's going to say.
0: Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I'm, and I I think so too. I don't see how this doesn't spill over. I don't, I don't see how UFC operates in the same way they've been operating after all this shit. I think, I think it all is going to melt together.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And so again, the, the, the the work is never finished, Ray. Even even when you show up two hours late, the work is never finished, brother. <laughs> so we're right. we gonna keep reporting this stuff, man. We're gonna keep talking about well, not reporting because you know that's that's Andrew's gig. He's the reporter. Yeah. We are the commentators, we are you know giving our analysis of yeah, these yeah. events that we all see. So we're we gonna keep doing it. Uh Ray, glad you were able to at least take a couple minutes, man. And then good luck to you and the kids, man. Uh, don't don't come back if you ain't a champion, Ray. Yeah, Only yeah, champions yeah. on
1: this podcast, brother. <laughs> don't come back if y'all don't win. Uh, well, well, y'all y'all won't know either way. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, nah, I, I'm <laughs> We're going we're gonna to we're gonna try to bring back a chip. We're going to bring back the chip. But I appreciate y'all having me on. And I wish I could have made it all for Rich. Hopefully we get another chance to meet in person slash virtual slash over the TV, so yeah,
2: yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah, appreciate shout out to Rich all, Fan, thanks. shout out to Ray for, for, for pulling up in the Lexus for the last two minutes of the show.
1: Uh, appreciate you, man. Have fun out there with the kids. Thank y'all, thank y'all. Y'all have a good night. Oh, and happy birthday, Chris. Happy birthday. Oh, I appreciate Yo, it. it. Of course, you were born in Black History Month. I am not surprised. (laughs) Appreciate
0: it. Thank you, man. Yeah,
2: Chris Chris was going to be born in January, and they was like, hold on now. This ain't even right. (laughs) (laughs) We got to wait till February. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, But yeah, that's going to do it for us. Uh, Thank y'all for watching. Again, thanks to Rich Fan and uh, Ray for popping in at the last minute. We're going to do it again probably in a couple weeks. uh, Having some post-Super Bowl discussion, NBA talk, all that good stuff. Real quick, Ray, who you got, KC or San Fran?
1: I got KC. I actually remember right. the Boy. prediction I made. I had these two teams in it. I won't mention anything else, any other predictions. I just know mm-hmm. I had KC mm-hmm. and the 49ers in it. So um, I'm going I mean, going we do know Pat Ray level. is a
2: uh, a plant. Uh, he is a deep liberal Um <laughs> swayed by taylor swift and travis kelsey
0: yeah
1: part of the deep state
0: oh yeah yeah. if if they win i'm gonna be trolling everybody with my kelsey and taylor swift pictures. i'm already doing it a little bit but it's gonna be out of control if they win. he's
2: gonna be swag surfing on everybody
0: yeah yeah
1: (laughs) it's so funny it's so funny that and I think Reese Waters who is a comedian and he's a political mm-hmm. commentator, so he was talking about this too. Of course, why would y'all, so Missouri, the the, the, the folks who voted for Trump twice <laughs> and who, who voted for Bush, who voted for Mitt Romney, of course, those guys are part of the conspiracy. Those, those liberals. Yeah.
2: I and bet you they drink Bud Light, Ray.
0: You got to
1: stand up for blood red San Francisco,
0: huh? You know, <laughs> That's yeah. the craziest
1: thing. San That's Francisco so is suddenly the conservatives pick in this game. It's like,
2: yeah. what world are we living in, Chris?
0: I have no idea, but I was wondering, <laughs> it too. Like, you know, for the Niners that come from the Bay, like this most liberal Damn. city, in not just in California, in the United States of America, man. The Black Panther started out there. Yep. Fucking, so all the biggest movements started out there. The feminist movement. Get the you know, LGBTQ. Lot of, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on, y'all.
2: <laughs> Deep red San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, on the, the,
0: the, the Black Power Movement, uh, the Yellow Power Movement started in San Francisco mm. also. Yep. So it's like, these people are insane.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see, Chris. We'll see what happens at the Super Bowl again. Everybody enjoy the big game. We'll be back uh, a week or so after that to uh, talk about it as well as whatever news pops up. And uh, you know, Ray Ray's gonna be there too. Ray Ray's gonna be early. Ray said he gonna beat us there. Uh, <laughs> but, right. For the next, I'll meet you there. I'll
1: beat you there. And there there you, you go,
2: Ray. There you yeah. go. Uh, but again, uh, we we will probably. Actually, the next episode of Kings of Sport we do will probably line up with the NWA episode that we do. So uh, y'all probably get like two episodes within the span of a week. So enjoy that. And, uh, again, support us on Patreon. uh, Sign up on YouTube, Twitter, all that good stuff. And we'll catch y'all next week. I'm not going to do my Carl Weathers thing again because the moment's past, Chris. Uh, I'm just going to say for Chris, for Ray, I'm the godfather and you've been down with the Kings. We'll see y'all next time.
1: R.I.P. Apollo.
2: Yeah, R.I.P. Well, that's all for this week's edition of the Kings of Sport. Be sure to come back next week for an all-new episode. You can leave feedback for the show on Twitter at KOS underscore POD or via Gmail at thekingsofsport at gmail.com. Don't forget to like and rate us on iTunes and telephone. The Kings of Sport is a production of the Mosaic Podcast Network. Whether you like it or not, he's back. da dou like nice like the Sharp as like just Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. I'ma go out there and I'ma leave it all on the mat. Cause that's what I do
1: when I get it done so I can do it. Yeah! I'm on a new level. I'm gonna- <laughs> What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here?